This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. My name is Dale and I'll be your host as always. Alongside me, Matt Bungard. Dale, I'd just like to say even though I lost my leadership challenge earlier today, um, I still you still have my full support. You're still a potato in my eyes, Matt. <laughs> you, had, you had a leadership challenge? Yeah. yeah. Didn't get the numbers. And uh, the angry beetroot himself, it's Mitch Dorff. <laughs> angry beetroot? I don't know Buzz Rothfield, sir. Oh, <laughs> I, I was going for Barnaby I think Joyce. It was, I but... think he was calling us Dutton and Joyce, which is somehow worse than being yeah, called look, Buzz and Gus. If you think I'm paying attention to Australian politics <laughs> in Australia... Mate, we well, might have a new Prime Minister tomorrow. Oh, oh wow. What a new, what's that? He's like, <laughs> sorry, that's a Wednesday. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, did, I did think that while I was at work <laughs> is today. Is that news, Buzz? <laughs> good point. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> what, did so, so, what did somebody say on Twitter today? If Australia gets a new Prime Minister, it's... Something stupid, I assume. It's the day that you should check your smoke alarms and change your batteries that's funny because that's too frequent yeah. Yeah, well, I've true. been here four years with smoke alarms checked once mm. so mm. Uh, sorry and this mate. place hasn't burnt down but I get it as a joke but guy on Twitter don't take that advice other people terrible <laughs> advice check your smoke alarms could save Ch- your life check your smoke alarms uh, alrighty speaking of smoking hot yeah, check right. your prostate this game oh. yeah, <laughs> Brisbane 38 South Sydney 18 mm. at uh, Lang Park on Thursday night. You, you can just imagine uh, Hello Darkness, my old friend is playing. The drop board is charging. It's just, <laughs> this is a real win for me. Because I haven't copped, I don't think I've copped it since like round two. Gentlemen, so we can add it, we, in. We can add yeah. it in post. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely do it in post. Right? <laughs> I'll, def- I'll definitely do that. <laughs> All right, then. Wait to let the plebs behind if, if the If you're curtain, listening on, a, on an iPhone or, or an Android device, you can go to Spotify and play <laughs> that song at the same time. That's true. If you could do that now, you really save me some effort. May, <laughs> That's may I recommend the disturbed version for this game? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't understand. Like, was there... Like, obviously, I am a huge proponent of not doing first try score bets because they're a mugs bet. But was there ever a surer thing in the world than Corey had screwing the first What's try? What's the opposite game? of a mugs bet? Like, <laughs> that's not a sure thing. It's more than a sure it thing. It was beyond a sure thing. The, like, it, was, the, the, it should have been it suspended. It was the lock of the week. Like... It was you even called the tackle it was happening on. We're in the group chat and I'm like, the Broncos are scoring with Corey Oates on tackle four in this set. And it was tackle one or whatever when you called it too. Yeah. And it happened. It's just so ridiculous and, that and like, the thing was, I'm I was, an idiot who knows nothing. I wasn't watching on my it couch live. a million miles away. I was watching I it knew, uh, I knew what was coming. I was watching it on on this uh, like I was streaming it on, on nine. And uh, what was that? something else was on th- on the on the TV, and and I remember seeing you guys blow up in the group chat, and one tackle later, I'm like, I know what's coming, uh, and there it was, boom um, goes the dynamite. What a wild ride! Um, yeah, it it was a wild ride. It was. It I was mean, up and down like a roller coaster. Like I've been saying this for like ten weeks, we're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Anyone yeah. asked me, so I've been calling it ten weeks out. And we, I. Think I tipped Brisbane, so yeah. never been more certain. Like uh, people think I'm just being a twat when I'm saying that, but it's like there's honestly something about these two teams and the fact South are also missing players helps. But <laughs> they just got it over them currently. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's, the, the fact that Richie Kennard scored twice and still managed to get hooked shows how yeah. out of out of their depth this backline was. Like that's seven in a row now. Mm, I'm aware. Yeah, that's it, and that's every one of them is Corio to start on the wing, and he's got 11 tries in those seven. That is a lot of tries. That is, but that's seven in a row. That's since the podcast started, pretty yep. much. Just started that you year, by 700 were. points the one before. The yeah, podcast. it was like three <laughs> weeks before the podcast started. It is the we... only thing keeping the podcast alive currently, because <laughs> God knows you aren't appreciative listeners, so not, yeah. <laughs> not keeping it here. It's true. But if, oh, wait, before we move on, yeah, Ryan's Rovers. I was going to say, speaking of one appreciative listener, um, Ryan's Rovers, a super fan. Best friend of the pod, long-time best friend of the pod, sent yeah. us some chocolates again. Mm. Some and four jelly instead, chips. Instead of getting fancy and sending us variants, this time, just... 
just, just the gold stick. Smashing through, the door yeah. down with, with the your jelly uh, tip. The classic Whitaker's jelly tip. So, it is a good choice. Um, significantly better than his uh, his trip out to the Olympic Stadium for the Bledisloe, but... You know, we're not here to talk yeah. rugby union. We're here to talk rugby league. Yeah. He, I mean, he would have been happy with that, wouldn't he? I yeah, assume. but he was there until twelve o'clock. At oh, night. right, because the trains were cool. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, they're right. South simply have to sign Corey Oates, so he doesn't. I play agree. Him he again, can't right? hurt us anymore. Like, uh, also, I mean, I don't, I don't think he would North. be a ridiculously out of sh- out of uh, out of shape replacement for Angus Crichton if he wants to play back row. I've been saying that all year. I'd be okay with it. Look, um, I mean, there are definitely worse players out there. I mean, Angus Crichton is one of them, but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, and also Darius Boyd rolls about to twenty ten every time he plays every South. Time. Every time, I just don't understand it. It's just, and it's not like it's like apart from that Milford game where you cheated and paid the refs off. <laughs> every every game, every game has end, like every game has followed the same script. I just I don't understand. Yeah, I just and, do not understand. Hmm. And like it, that you can see me or you on the couch. You say you can see the Darius Boyd sweet play coming. <laughs> In slow motion. Richie cannot but shoot Sousa 20 like, metres in. I'm just oh, like, what shit. the fuck are you doing? It's almost like they're panicking because it's happening again and again. And it's like, oh, this is happening. And then they all charge in. And Oates is over in the corner untouched. And if there was ever a better argument for momentum being a nonsense word that shouldn't have any place in sports analysis, it was this game. Souths oh, get back from 18-0. What about the momentum swinging kick for Manthony Milford? Yeah, okay. Anyway, Souths <laughs> get back from 18-0 down to make it 18 all with 20 yeah. to go. And you assume they've got all the momentum in the world. Then what happens? They concede 20, and, 20 and, points. And, and my, my good friend Corey Oates is usually a bit of a donkey in the air. But even when they put that bomb up, I was on the couch today. Yeah. Oates is scoring off this. Just because mm-hmm. how he plays against South. I don't, I, like, and that was the other this. thing. I don't understand why you keep kicking to a bloke who's In six defense, foot, they kept kicking to Corey Oates as well. Which, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've, obviously, he does have his admitted shortcomings at the back. Mm. But, and he did drop on in the second half of this game. But, but it's, it's like... Were they trying to tire him out or something? Kick, like, to, <laughs> kick to the other side. Kick to the nervous rookie who like ran into touch on tackle one off a scrum. Maybe, kick, <laughs> maybe test that guy a couple of times. Maybe kick stop, anywhere else. Maybe, maybe stop kick kicking to, to like, the player who historically just destroys you every single time. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. I, I just really hope we don't play you in the finals. Yeah, that's it. That you're like my favorite. It's pretty dumb saying that, but it's like you guys are going to finish top two, and you're my favorite finals matchup. It's like I would love to somehow play Souths. Somebody fix, bring back the McIntyre system. Yeah, bring it back. Uh, Who, if you ask Nathan Brown, yeah, it's still here. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone missed that, Nathan Brown after the Knights game uh, thought the first place team still played the eighth place team. Yeah. As, as Harry said off off mic, I mean he, he hasn't, hasn't had, had to worry about it since it was that system. Yeah, so that's, since that's since two thousand and six or whatever. Yeah. How yeah. about Corbin Sims, the the impact sub currently? For yeah, <laughs> tries every week. S- scores off a forward pass. What what of it? Yeah, yeah. What of it? exactly right. Yeah. Pangai Junior was also. Oh yeah, he was really good. A couple of times yeah. he got the ball late in the tackle count and made a bullocking run to get them out mm. of trouble, allowing Milford to put in a more attacking kick. Like he just he yeah. looks he's um, one of those players who looks like he wants to do 150 yeah. percent every time. Well, it was the, the things that got the Broncos back on top in this game at 18 all were firstly that massive Pangai run where he went like yeah, 30 or 40 meters mm. and, then people, and then the kick, Milford kick which that, that which caught um, Dangagai out of position, but he which should have been on his color me surprised. Yeah, that Dangagai caught out of kick. And whilst he did two nice things in attack in this game again, that that was. More costly than any, anything good that the, he brought. The boys are all back this week, so yeah. I'm expecting a much better. Pull. And that was really the difference in this game. Like, obviously, I know Pangai had some good runs and Sims scored a try, but and they cook, they kept Cook a little bit quiet. But I think the the battle in the middle was relatively even, well, and, and the stats yeah. support that. But yeah. like the golf, the the way the the way the Broncos just exploited this reserve grade backline was. 
Very cerebral and yeah. not at all surprising. Mm. How about Jason Clark like being the best forward? Oh my on the god, field? the best fifteen minutes of his life. That was unbelievable. Like they were they were talking him up to the point, point where like mm. he was the next immortal. No, I'm not exaggerating. It was literally the best fifteen minutes he's ever played. I mean, it was yeah. possibly the best fifteen minutes of any forward performance in the next Jason years. Clark critic sent me a text message saying, "Don't tell anyone, but Jason Clark is having a great game." Yeah, I mean, and the Broncos somehow seemed to have the wood over the Burgess boys too. Like they didn't make any mistakes in this game, but they never really seemed to steamroll yeah. off other teams. Yeah. George had one really nice run that led to points in this game. But yep. Same thing earlier in the year; they really seemed to gas them. I think it might be because the pack's a bit more mobile, mm. so they have mm. to work a bit harder in defense or yeah. something. But it's yeah, just, it's just it's like it's 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 kind of like in like boxing or UFC, right? Sometimes, like no matter how good you are, there's just some person that beats you some for whatever style. reason. Yeah. yeah, and that's just whatever this is. Uh, there's... That the the mm. the Broncos are just that. One yeah. thing that was killing me in this game, though, is the Broncos thinking Adam Reynolds might have run the ball. What are yeah. you being a, like? Every try he scored was of Reynolds uh, being either first, second receiver. It's like, mate, he hasn't run the ball since nineteen ninety eight. Challenge, like, don't jam in on him. Let him no, run. If he wants to run, you'll be able to. You're able to chop him down anyway. That was killing me. The I didn't bloke, like. I do like, like he's that he's added human. that weird ball drop thing into his arsenal because he's not a threatening runner. That he adds the fake kick in, but mm. I like it. That, that's been a good move, but yeah. yeah. And that, that Broncos right edge in defense, I think they're they all scared of Nicaragua's defense. All of them are jamming in all the time now. I don't yeah. know how you like... Your full-strength left edge probably keeps this game closer, but... Uh, well, I think we win the game if our full-strength back line is there, but... Perhaps. We, we just seem to have that wood over you guys. Yeah, yeah that's true. It, doesn't, it. Hasn't, hasn't mattered I in I mean, the we past. don't but, have any evidence to... To prove that, but no, even so. when you guys came back in eighteen, all I was still just like, we'll hold the pill and we'll win this game. This, mm. is, this is the way you guys had to work really hard to score your eighteen points. You they had built a lot of twenty pressure. or thirty minutes of yeah. sustained pressure. Well, to when get we got that. back to eighteen, all I think we had seventy-eight possession in the second half. Or yeah, like we that. had three or four sets from the thirtieth thirtieth minute to the sixtieth minute or something, and That's you guys crazy. only put up eighteen points. We got the ball back, and it was bang, bang, bang again. Like mm. just, yeah. I was just confident that whole way through. And yeah, mm. Richie Kenner, I liked that uh, in, the, in the post-match. Anthony Seabold tried to deny he was pulled. It's like, come on, mate. It's you like, literally took him off the He field was like, oh, he was just a bit sore. It's like, mate, Adam Reynolds like broke seven limbs. <laughs> you left him out there. <laughs> Richie Kennard got pulled. It's okay that he got pulled. Yeah. A couple of... I think it was... Was it Gagai that dropped that ball cold when they were tied? Or was it Cody Walker? I can't remember. When they got Walker it back to 18-0, someone, someone got the ball 20 metres out from the Brisbane line. And, I think and it was Cody Walker, it. wasn't it? Mm. It doesn't matter. The point is... Frust- I mean, frustrating because after the start they had, which was exactly the start we all expected, they... Did so well to get back into the game, only for then to forget how to play again and <laughs> remember how to lose, if you will. Remember how to lose, yeah. And oh, day for Feeder. Good on the fella. What a Mate, try. He's a, he, like, I, I love to watch him play. I love watching him play. He didn't, watching him play. He didn't, he didn't Maybe he's a big John Sutton fan. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, he did, he, I thought he dropped it. He didn't celebrate, but good mm, on him. But he yeah. had a nice little impact. And don't know how he fits in next year with the million back rowers we'll we have, him. but hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll he, he, he has some decent minutes next season. Uh, Again, as you said a few weeks ago, like <clears throat> the thing about him playing in Q Cup or juniors or whatever it was, that nobody wanted to run at his edge. And mm. now all of the teams are starting to try and defend him because he's... You know, mate, a fairly big a, impact player. He's just, a, yeah, mate, just good, good young talent to have. I don't know, like, I don't know why he re-signed Matt Gillette four years, but yay, that's a thing. Yeah, because <laughs> he's the best defender in the game, according to like, people on the pe- television and yeah, the Courier Mail. <laughs> oh. good, classic. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, Please, alrighty, Manly Warringah thirty-four, Gold Coast forty-two <laughs> at Brookvale Oval. What the fuck? Yeah, so this game was um, beyond bizarre. I reckon I must have seen 25 tweets at least, people saying, like, I turned this game off. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, including your boy, Matt Bungard. Yeah. Because I, I had something on. I had to head out at halftime in this game, and then I checked the score at the end. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. The Titans. 
Uh, the Titans really turned it on. AJ Brimson, yeah, he's a, good. A fantastic performance. Both fullbacks, in very, my very, opinion. very good. Yeah, mm. both. Um, good to see that you know Monavale is producing Manly's entire team. That's uh, that's great. Well done, the Trebojevic family. Mm. Congratulations. Uh, Don't they have more of them in the lower grades? Get them in there. Oh, right? Always classic. They're probably the next one's probably the best one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here. that's how it works. <laughs> oh. Mum and Trebojevic, young Mum and Barbara Trebojevic. Well, the next one, best one's coming. Uh, <laughs> what is John Folau doing these days? I don't know. He's got he's got better quads than Izzy. That's about it. He's playing reserve grade somewhere. He had that like two good games though. <laughs> and we were like, this might be a thing. Uh, any, any hateful Instagram posts? Maybe. Mm, well, that's that's probably a lot. Well, definitely. Anyway, <laughs> <anyone>. <laughs> but no one's following John Folau. For me, so true. For me, this game was summed up by uh, Mitrain executing a one-on-one strip and then dropping the ball on his way to the try lines. That's a Mitrain kind um, of thing to do. That was possibly the most a Mitrain play that ever happened. That wasn't a dummy half run, and b the yeah as I said the game that summed this uh, sorry the play that summed this game up the most. Look, I thought Brimson Elgy was Elgy was great. What mate. My, the my fuck? Mate like where has this come from? Like he well, sucked at the start there, of the mate. year think, and then he was great. I think and the fact is they could see the thirty four points and one shows you where Kane Elgy belongs. Ah, <laughs> like, New South Wales Cup. Mate, I, I love Kane, mate. He, he played a good. He had a good game in this, but yeah, look, he's um. Him being on the field generally conducive to leaking points. Uh, this this has to be the first. Like this was Manly's highest score in a loss, right? Yeah, the ball was in play in this game for fifty minutes. That's how many points were scored. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's got. Oh, it's it's forty two. Well, scoring thirty four and losing. Yeah, that's pretty rare. Yeah. I think the highest ever is what thirty six and losing. It could be. So that Storm remember. Titans game. Yeah, they equaled it, didn't they? I thought there was another know. one. I can't remember. I'm not sure. But, um, but yeah, this is the first game all year I finally bought into the Tavoyevich wank fest that those two were the, so fantastic and, and no one went with them because they were fantastic. But we were talking pre-podcast. It's like, there's just no excuse with this team. You I look at the 17 it. and it's, it's not a bad 17. The, obviously, there's like the four-pack's not the strongest, but when you've got guys like two guys like Jake and... To power and then and, with and Adam Fanua Blake, yeah, as and well. with guys like yeah. Fanua Blake, and then I don't think Sean Lane's decent, his defense Joel is Thompson's great, but fine, Joel mm-hmm. Thompson is fine. I just, yeah, and then you look at the back line as well, and it's like, well, you know, Dylan Walker's no mug, Brian Kelly's got huge reps on him, obviously, Tabojevich, and you know, Tafu was a seasoned first grader, Moses so, like, sucks, ha- but again, like, this is with you know, this is the Titans, and like, Sully has. Somehow, good in this game. somehow turned into was, a serviceable centre. Well. Yeah, this is the clear lack of commitment. Eh? The def- defense. It must like, be. It has to be just coaching and attitude, right? Like, yeah. what else can it be? Because mm. you like this team should be far better than this ju- with what they have on paper. And I mean, we see, as you say, this game. You see in this game, it's they're better in spurts. Like they'll have games where they actually do turn up, and then, but in defense, like their commitment in defense is pathetic. Like most of the tries I conceded were just Titans didn't even have to earn them. Didn't have to do anything. Mm. They only, only broke the line five times and scored forty-two points. Because they were so soft. Woeful crowd as well. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? 6 p.m. at Manly. But I think yep. it's their... If you take out the Suncorp game, it's their lowest ever home crowd... Like, the home attendance. Well, figures. I mean, there was a story this week that the... Uh, the What was it? The Warringah or Northern Beaches derby and the Shoot Shield got, like, twice as... Not twice as many, but 50% more people to the game at Rat Park. That's crazy. Yeah. And I know that was, a, a like, a Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock or whatever, but it's also, That's like, still crazy. those blokes no have jobs, you know? It's it's mad. It, Just kill this club. Yeah, please, send them to Perth. That way they can <laughs> become the Perth, I don't know, scorchers or some shit. Yeah, but, yeah, Titans, again, you know, you saw the good stuff from AJ Brimson, some flashes from Kane Elgi, but this will be his home next year. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, right there, as usual, Ryan James, Jarrah, Wallace, Jairo turned up. Like, there'll be a platform there. But Ash Taylor turning up for a little bit was a bit of a difference. So, you know, nice 40-20. Great 40-20. But yeah, like they honestly, it was bizarre. They scored so many points, Titans. Like they again, they only scored all their points in like a twenty-minute period. Yeah, <laughs> just just the classic forty odd points in about a twenty-minute period. Why not? 
And again, uh, we were talking about this off mic, but like, if you want to go and watch rewatch this game, just watch the extended highlights because you'll miss well, all the shit bits and see everything that mattered. The game is ex- ex- pretty much an extended highlight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, the ball was in play 50 minutes. The extended highlights are like 15. Yeah. You're catching pretty much the whole game. Okay. <laughs> uh, alrighty, we'll move along to Friday night at Edwin Flackfield, Melbourne 20, Parramatta 4 in what was really what everybody expected to happen. Skip. This is why Melbourne suck again. Like, yeah. Like, they were good last year, as we said. They were a good team to watch because they just blew teams off the park. But what they are now, this is how this is what they used to do a couple of years ago when they yeah, were they were was, a good team. But this, this is like was as stereotypically a storm game. Yeah, as, it's like they're back to now with, when they even play rubbish opposition, they grind out a win. Mm. But the, I know they had four injuries in this game. I get that, whatever. But just yeah, they're not entertained anymore. And I, I just uh, I'm not on. I was into them going back to back when they were playing like they were last year. But I, I could not care less about how far they go in the finals. Hopefully get knocked out in two weeks straight. Even in, even in sports dull. this season, like they've played some relatively good footy, but like, it's I mean, not like this was just, year. this was a snooze. It's That's not like it. last year at all. Like last year they were, they were attacking from all over the park. Yeah. They're, just, they're, just, they're just boring now. Mm. And whilst, you know, the, the Brandon Smith effort to, to play with that MCL injury and, and pushing the train away and stuff was pretty sick. I love it. We all love insane players, but, you know, not hit, hit grave insane, different insane, a good kind of insane. Insane with a brain? Oh, you know, the toughness insane. That was good to see. But, mm. yeah, just a, just a bludger of a game and the Eels were back to, well, they couldn't flatten the track out. So when they had possession, they didn't really do anything with it. Yeah. They couldn't they couldn't put a couldn't put the full uh, fullback on skates to score so yeah like you know Nathan Brown's unfortunately injured for the rest of the season now so that doesn't help their battle but he, you know he was he was quite solid but yeah I mean my, what we do want to talk about this game which is exactly what people would have thought would have happened right yeah yep but oh, we in a parrot and turn up do we do we want to discuss the Will Chambers tackle. Yeah, the the verdict isn't out on what he's copping with that yet, is it? I know it's three to five weeks, but I don't know if he's if he's fighting or not. If he, but um, yeah, that's, look, that's the worst tackle I've seen in probably the last three years. Yeah, like there's 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 no excuse. There's no there's no pussyfooting around. Him. Oh, it's an mate. absolute shocker. People argue anything wasn't intentional these days. We know people always go about intent, 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 whatever, mate. It also doesn't, doesn't matter, mate. That was off the top rope. Like yeah. he could have killed the guy. The tackle was already over before he decided that he was yeah. going to slam him before he, he so really and slammed him. And yeah, I think that kind of defines the year Will Chambers has had so far. Right, mm. He hasn't been very good and he's been frustrated and it, and it showed and he deserves to meet, in my book, to miss the rest of the year. He probably won't. But yeah. I three weeks, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, three weeks. <clears throat> it's three to so he took the three. There you go. Uh, Brody Croft, though, I still feel like him playing is the best way for them to, to success this season is having mm. someone with a kicking game there. So... He's been named this week, but it has, has been most of the season. The number, wearing number seven always means you're not playing. The 21 seems to come in every week. So Jerome Hughes in the 21. Get him back. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and, uh, and Cameron Smith is always injured in air quotes, but yeah, only only a week. He'll play this weekend. Like, uh, that guy never gets injured. Can you please not analyze uh, Storm no, players? That was, great. that was great. You know, it wasn't great. Fans touching themselves over Cam Smith getting injured, as if he's the only person ever to wrestle in rugby league ever. Yeah. He's your poster boy for it, but. It's like people forget that there was another team doing it right back to Melbourne through that whole early rivalry. Mm. Because Manly sucked, that people forgive Manly for doing it. And I saw like Parramatta fans going off about Cam too. It's like, did you guys watch your team play last year? You you have the coach who came from that system who you went to the top four last year because you wrestled everyone to death. They're not the only team who does it. Yeah. Get over it. Also, just don't cheer people getting injured. Every team does. Like it, almost every team does it. Mm. But like, yeah, don't cheer people getting injured. It's bloody pathetic. Cam Smith or not. Mm. Alrighty, Penrith 12, Newcastle 20. They've done it. What They've a turn up. avoided the spoon. Well done to Newcastle. Can we, um, can we put uh, celebrate good times in post, please? 
Uh, yes, yeah. if, if you've got Spotify open as well. <laughs> Crack it open. Preferably the version of The Simpsons when Al Gore says, yes, I will. Oh, good stuff. Um, alrighty, who put up more fight? Was it Sean Kennedy Al or Penrith in this game? Only one of them came from behind. That wow. was uh, that was SKD. Anyway, <clears throat> so the highlight of this game was, was definitely not the footy that was played. Although, big shout out to Newcastle for actually putting a proper performance together and like I don't think that Penrith are much chop with or without Maloney I feel like they kind of bumbled their way through games a little bit they definitely missed him yeah they definitely missed him um, you can't uh, look it is is uh, it was Tyrone May that played for them uh, yeah. in the halves is is, is Luai injured or, or is this know, just not a remember. thing no, like, Tyrone May is ahead of you in the pecking order anyway, mate. I mean remember uh, Tyrone May played last year oh uh, that's true true I, I, look I, I saw people criticising Tyrone May after the game I had to, I, I laughed like Brad Fittler Origin coach tr- criticizing Tyrone May before criticizing Nathan Cleary. It's mm. like, oh yeah, it's May's fault. No, he didn't step up. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, and I'm not saying like Cleary is seems to be this untouchable. Like he's to Teflon. Criticism. The bloke is dead. He's done Teflon. nothing all season. I'm not saying he's a bad player. No, good, good prospect. And mm. we'll, and he's had a disrupted year with injury. I get that. Probably won't have a year this average again in the next couple of years. But God, he escapes criticism. Yeah. did nothing in this game. He put a try on when they were 11 on 11 at the end. But that's like you know. Newcastle weren't exactly crash hot in this second half, and they didn't throw anything at them. Like Newcastle started strongly and they held their lead, but you know they were kind of there for the taking in the second half with some mistakes they were making, and uh, Penrith didn't do anything. I was just about to say I don't feel like Nathan Cleary ran very much in this game. I was very wrong, and my apologies. Oh, no. he, he runs a lot. He ran a lot. Not yeah. a threatening runner. No. And and when you, when you're a half and you put the ball into one hand and start running, so and you're Nathan Cleary. Hmm. Not Sean Johnson or Anthony Milford or Munster or Michael Morgan. You're going yeah, to you're, you're, you're get dusted. You're gonna get, that's nothing's going to happen, mate. And then yeah. he does it too often. He'll, cut, he'll tuck under his arm and cut back infield and just, just run one out. Mm. You know, and just not, He's just not a good, good enough running game to do that. Newcastle? Good areas? Um, Ponga sucked at 5'8". I don't care what anyone tells you. I, I am a big fan of the pulling a dummy back and kicking in the same motion. That was fantastic. That was great. He's, he's, the try he set up was fantastic. Put that the how quickly he moved and, and put that kick grubber in mm. behind, fantastic. But he sucked from like then to the end of the game. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know this this movement that want him to go there, but he's a much more effective player at fullback. So I, I think that like maybe he could. I don't want to use the term, but maybe he could further down the track go to five eighth. Maybe when he loses his pace, or he can he kind of pick. You know, he's he's developed more as a footy brain. But, like, not now. He's pretty much their 5-out anyway. Yeah. He's, like, he just... The difference is he returns kicks and he's more dangerous doing that when mm. he's playing fullback. So, yeah. the, he'll go back to that. Just that, you know, with Connor Watson out, they've put Ponga there for a week, whatever. But people need to calm down on that wagon. I thought Herman SESE was quite good, too, in, in, his, in his time. And Daniel Sofidi had one of, the weeks, one of the weeks he turned up. And Mitch Barnett was all right as well. So, that's it. And then the fight, like... That's one of those classic, pathetic... That's a loser's fight, isn't yeah. it? Like, we all want dust-ups in rugby league, but that's just one of those classic... You guys, you guys are pathetic. You're down mm. by, f- what, 14 at the time with five minutes to go against the, the Knights and you start a fight. And yeah. you didn't even do anything good in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. It was um, and that, unedifying. And that classy Penrith crowd getting involved again. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on yeah, before yeah. we defame somebody. Please, I'm all here for that. All righty, West Tigers 10... St. George Illawarra 20, Bent Hunt 0 uh, at the 8th wonder of the world, Leichhardt Oval. I fucking hate Leichhardt. Um, yeah, good to see the Dragons get a win. Decent performance. Uh, ben Hunt sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Can you respect what we do as a podcast? 
He just ruined it completely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he, did it tw- like, he did it once and I looked at you and then he did it again. He's done it a few times this year, to be honest. <laughs> Dale, you've got <laughs> to keep the punters waiting. Is this a leadership challenge? No. Well, we, we, we tried that. I failed. <laughs> but ho- hopefully on my next tilt... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're getting the numbers. We'll you're going to get, get some resignations from now the Now you're going to listen to Drop It Like It's Hunt and you're going to be happy about it, Exactly. People. In the crib, ma. Drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. I feel like I've buried the lead. You may have. I may have. Well, actually, I... no, you didn't. You you dug it up and threw it in everyone's face. Was the lead the headline? Have I put the lead too far forward? Is the lead on the front page? Spell lead. L-E-D-E. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, to Jay yeah. Like... We got about 4,000 tweets about this being a too obvious one, but this is the whole thing. I mean, when, <laughs> when Fox Sports makes a video package saying Ben Hunt's nightmare game or whatever it says. But, yeah. o- but also, yeah. the, the thing is called Double Like It's Hunt. It's named after a guy dropping the kickoff at the start of a game period. <laughs> it's exactly what he did. <laughs> he's getting it. And at the northern end as well. Yeah, Same end. Yeah, unfortunately, Benny, you're getting it. Uh, yeah. Miss me with this poor, like, people pouring on out for Ben Hunt getting criticism too. Miss me with that shit. He's, he's on a million dollars a year. Well, like, okay, I understand it's the 17 players out there when they're losing these games, not mm-hmm. just Ben Hunt. But when they're winning these games in the first 10 rounds, you didn't hear people saying, what about the other 16 getting credit? Oh, how good's no, Kurt cause, Mann? Because Ben Hunt was getting all the credit the first 10 weeks, apparently mm. turning the side around, and now people are pouring one out that he's getting the criticism when they're going poorly. You want to be in a halfback in the NRL, you want to make a million dollars a year, you're going to get both of them. Yep. Okay, that's and, just how it is. And in equal measure, like, the, the Saints have had a pretty decent season, apart from probably the last eight weeks. But, like, you can't... He, he's not, look, and he hasn't been good. Way, he's not Nathan Cleary. He's no Teflon man. But, but he hasn't been good. Exactly like, right. Just, it's not like he's copying it unfairly either. Yeah. Like, it's, he's not the reason they're losing, but he simply hasn't been good the last year. It hasn't been good since Origin. Mm-hmm, 100%. Uh, yeah, look, his stat line is not pretty reading. Two penalties conceded, three errors, and a sin bin. Yeah, and that's uh, it. No try assists... Missed a few tackles. I mean, it was a good win from the Dragons anyway because mm. it was one of those wins. The effort was back, yeah. And I, I really feel like the forwards were the ones that got them across the line, which is what you know, which is what this team was built on. The Sully, by the way, not Ben Hunt, mm. built on that forward pack doing it, and then the halves doing their thing on the back of it. And the pack was fantastic. And my boy Luch Leilua, what a game! Fantastic, Mate, best he's, player in the field, he's nearly so good. eighty minutes. He's been in, he's been in great form the last few weeks anyway, and. And the points he, he firstly created the first one and the try he scored were out of absolutely nothing. And that's the ability him and his brother have. Mm. You know? Like, I know I know that Marshall had to miss a tackle. Well, miss his kind. Not attend a tackle. Um, and he had to go over the top of Cheekham, <laughs> who was jumper grabbing. But, like, man, you've got to be in the right spot and you've got to be able to read the game to make that play. And he did both He was fantastic. And, and the Dragons have been patient with him, which is, yes. which is you know, fair credit to him because mm. he's... Definitely had the potential to play for a while, but they've been patient. And now it feels like on the run home, he probably should play there every week. You know, play Frizzell in the middle. Vaughn's out for the rest of the year. Play Frizzell in the middle, who was good in the middle again. And Luch can be the creative out on the left edge until Widdop gets back and whatever. But he, he was fantastic in I this mean, game. He, he, he reminds me of, a, a I don't know, a young Wade Graham, really. Like that same kind of, without the kicking game. Yeah, I'll be... He's, a, he's like Sutton, Graham kind of thing. Yeah. That the, the, the back row is that can ball play. Mm. And yeah. yeah, But it was good to see him as well just running because often he has a problem where he would rather pass than run. Mm. He ran the ball a lot in this game. And, you know, again, both tries, the try he scored and the one he created were from his running that, game. That is the opposite of Joey. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then um, 
Tigers, I mean, again, this is what the Tigers are this year, it, isn't it? It's, it's over. The it's dream. every. They keep getting closer and closer and failing. Tigers fans should be happy. They, ninth is a great finish from what they came from last year. Yeah. Despite where they were, I mean, to be a team that beat the Storm twice in a season and not make the eight, it's a fair effort. But uh, I'd be interested to see who the last team to do that was. It's might got to be the Bulldogs. It might at some be the Tigers. Uh, I reckon it'll be the Bulldogs at some point. Bulldogs yeah. are the only team in the NRL with a positive record over them. True. So I feel like there'll be a year that they've done it, mm. not made it. But yeah, I mean, the, the Tigers just, I don't know, they just keep just dropping stupid ball. Mm. Again, and making dumb mistakes. They do the same thing, like, <clears throat> they do the same thing they did a, f- a few weeks ago where every try, every run has to be a try. Yeah. Every set they have to score off. Like, yeah. guys, just relax. My Fanua was terrible too, bad enough to get pulled. <clears throat> yeah, he looks he looks like he hasn't played in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if he hasn't. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't know what to say about them. Mate. Just, this is what they are, right? They'll they win where you don't expect them to, and they'll lose when they have to win. The Tigers will beat us next week. Yeah, but <laughs> they'll beat you now because they don't they actually they don't need the win. They would have beaten us anyway. You reckon they would have beaten you? I mean, it's just it's just, just one how of it things. works. Yeah. If we played the Tigers and the Broncos every week, we'd never win again. So, um, <laughs> what if we put Corey Hodes on <laughs> the Tigers? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, I think the real prize for finishing first now is not the minor premiership. It's that you get to play the Dragons in the first week of the finals. Possibly, yeah. Mm. Or Panthers or whoever. I don't think... Well, Penrith have the Storm and the Warriors. They might not win another Well, game. the world's worst dark horse, the Sharks might get there. That is also Who, true. They're also a terrible... Like, they're not... Or the Warriors. Any. Yeah. Oh, the Warriors won't now. They, they lost. <laughs> they can still sneak in if they win both their games. Yeah. Because they play Penrith. But they have the worst four and against in the top That's eight. Four and against the like one. The Broncos could win both and get there too. Mm-hmm. It's, anyone can get the who's in the eight, pretty yeah. much. But yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like the Tigers won't It's crazy it. that any... Like, obviously it's not going to happen, but the Warriors could finish first in the top eight. Like, anyone can finish anywhere right now. Which, obviously, we don't have any... Um, They'd have to make up a 176-point differential swing with Melbourne as well as winning both their games, but yeah. it's not impossible. So, yeah. it's while we don't have anyone that can get into the finals in the last two weeks, yeah. we do have anyone can finish anywhere. Nothing's, c- nothing's cemented at this point. Yeah. Apart from cool. the uh, young Jordan Pereira had another great game too. Also not that young, but he's uh, been dropped for Jason Nightingale this week. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> Shoot and then I was handy too, sun. but yeah. The, the Dragons fans, he got that energy back, which was good to see. They didn't look as lethargic. And at least if your pack plays like this again, you'll be in contests. So yeah. I, know, I know the key players have been letting you down a bit recently, but you'll be in contests of the pack of playing like this. Paul Vaughan out for the year is disappointing, yeah. but Ben Hunt can be the guy who's seen it. He can be the guy with it will be back eventually. I mean, I said perhaps. this last week when we were talking about how they were done. It's like, you just you just have to get there. And it but doesn't yeah, matter at that point. Yeah. You can just string three wins together. Well, it's not That's it. beyond get, them. Well, they don't need to be playing well right now. They just need confidence, no. which they'll get if they win. If they yeah. ja- this is one of those things. They jag this win and they'll be feeling pretty good about it. And, mate, we know Leilua boys are confident lads. And uh, Yeah. Why have we not united those boys together yet, by the way? Sorted out Great rugby point. league. Todd Greenberg not addressing real issues as usual. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Go out there and sort it out. Get he's them together. He's in the pocket of big And Ke- Ned was okay too, by the way. <laughs> He was okay. He's just all over the park. Wasn't like a great playmaker, but mm. all over the park got involved. Mm. He put in a shift. Yeah, at 5-8. Five, at five, <laughs> five, exactly. So that's what you hear at 5-8. Uh, Alrighty, we move on to uh, Cronulla Sutherland, 28, North Queensland, 16. Um, <laughs> Is you for feet of the dumbest boy alive? <laughs> How about the cover-up of that? Pathetic. Yeah. Like, um, well, Jim Dimmick's on the sideline. If, for those of, us, those of you with eyes at home, mm. <laughs> Jim Dimmick's on the sideline. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the media manager runs over to Fifi before he gets off the field to, to tell him to say something. It's like clearly pointing at Shane Flanagan. 
Like, okay. I mean, the dumbest boy alive. I don't think even covers it. At this point. We've been like, through it. This man the forgot guy's to donor. put his name on the HSC. We've been through this story, right? That <laughs> yeah. he would have got. All he had to do was write his name on the top of that of his HSC exam to get a mark to get his asterisks, and he didn't even do that. He went in there, sat down, didn't write on it, and left, and didn't get a HSC because he didn't put his name e- on the every on time. The exam every sheet. time at work, when somebody says, "No, surely there's got to be a dumber player in the NRL," nah. I tell that story. It's a good story, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, okay. yeah." It's like, come on, he forgot to write his name on the thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, but which is, I mean, it's unfortunate he's such an idiot because he's such a good player. He, he came back on the field in this game and it was really good. And it's and it's so good when you prove a coach wrong by doing exactly what he wanted you to do as well. <laughs> that'll, <laughs> that'll show Shane Flanagan that dastardly bastard, that wily old fool. There are no heroes in this feud. Yeah, and I don't know how. <laughs> oh, Luke Lewis. Yeah. He's I don't know how zero. a lot of Sharks fans are like, oh, you know, well, that's how they, that's good thing, that's how they're going to motivate. Mate, it's at like, this no. point, you should know that Sharks fans' moral hey, gymnastics no, is. It's fantastic. Up there with any fan base in world sport. Very yeah. true. Like, it's... What do you want about? Like, no, abusing your coach is not a good thing. Mm. <laughs> On the field, in front of everybody. In front like, of not just the 15,000 people that were there, that, but the several hundred thousand people and all of the media thing if you got heated that. after the game in the sheds or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. fine. But you can't be doing this. Yeah, and it's like... So, G- Gordon Tallis, whilst not the sharpest tool... Does have some... Has some decent takes and talks about how players behave. Because, again, he was a lunatic, right? So... And he was like, no matter how bad his relationship ever was with Wayne, ever he would never even consider doing this kind of thing. Because yeah. it's like, if you respect that pl- coach, you would never do that. And also, like, Wayne simply wouldn't put up with it. Yeah, but this is also from a man who did go off with the, the sign about his mother. So yeah. he understands the outburst. That was a good day. I mean, mm. you know, from him. Good on for him. him. Yeah, that's, that's it. But, that. but for Fetus, like, going off with his coach, like, okay, th- thanks, you, you scored a try, good job. Doing, doing, doing what you were asked to do, yeah. exactly. And right. as you said, it is, it is a tragic thing because, as you said, he, he can be this, he can be this player that we just saw. Like, mm. Yeah. We saw it in the grand final. We've seen it many a time. What, he can like, and player, the, was Origin 1 2017? When he was the best player in the park? Yeah. Was 2017 or 16? 2017. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, and the criticism came from Flanagan apparently after the Broncos game, and that's 100% justified because, again, in that game, he was obsessed with running at Nicarima and Milford, and it's like, mate, the game is won in the middle but, of the field. Yeah. And again, just on that grand final, they literally didn't give him the Clive Churchill because they don't like him. Yeah. Like he was, there's no way you could argue Luke Lewis was better than him on that day, yeah. mm. but they just didn't give it to him because they think he's a dick. Um, and they would be right. They, they are correct. <laughs> uh, he also forgot to put his name on the team sheet. When he goes <laughs> probably. The well, number eight. We don't have his name. Was it ten? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Val Holmes is really good. He was. Yeah. Looks like finally found his feet in fullback these last couple of but weeks. But another mm-hmm. one. Miss me with uh, Sharks at Dark Horses. They the, are. They, mate, it's wide open. It's the, anyone can lose to anyone. We've yeah, seen no, this in the last like couple this, of weeks. They took them to the 75th minute to get ahead of the Cowboys without Tamalolo yeah, and Yeah, but Matt the Scott. Cowboys have done this all year. They hang around with teams. They hung around like they, without Tamalolo. They they hung around with Souths twice and it got they, someone in the bin. They <laughs> like, they hung around with Souths twice. Yeah. They they hung around with the Roosters for about an hour. Oh, they hang around well, a couple of weeks ago. They beat the Broncos. How like, they, how is this the win that people are putting the feather in the shark cap? On? Is it? I don't think anyone is. I just think have the you point seen Jamie Souths power rankings? Uh, no, I only look at Matt Bungard's power rankings. The one true power rankings. I look at the ladder. Now on the, the one true power power real power rankings. Mine are very mirroring of the ladder because <laughs> I do the ladder every week. I move like one or two things. Yeah. <laughs> look, it's it's a good formula, but stop giving my secrets away to the plebs. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but seriously, like I mean, they can. Why not? Uh, they they've shown in the past they can beat these teams. This is to me. This Sharks is pre twenty sixteen Sharks, not twenty sixteen Sharks. Mm. Sure, like they'll just go. They'll lose a final to someone. T- like that's this it. is the most wide open finals pitch I can remember. Like I agree. It wouldn't shock me right now. Yeah. 
Even the Dragons, Dale. It wouldn't shock me if any of the teams Hang right on. now won the comp. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked any of that either. I agree. And, which, which, and in the past... Do like tease me. Sorry. But you look at you look at last year, right? And was like we were like Storm or Roosters. And you look at 2016, we were like Storm or Sharks. Mm. Although Sharks are a bit revisionist because they lost the last games. Year's, uh, was it Storm or Roosters last Yeah, because Cowboys no. came from nowhere. I don't know if they ever got I think it was just Storm just last Storm, year. Maybe. It was just Storm, maybe. Yeah. Like 2014, Souths and Roosters. 2013, uh, Souths, Roosters and Manly. 2012, yeah. Storm. Oh, most years you can pick like three. Uh, whereas this year, like you can really make a case for anyone. So, you can. Which I think is interesting. It is interesting. Oh, the finals will be should be should be entertaining. I, oh man, I'd be I'd be shocked the most by Penrith out of all the top eight teams. That's probably I agree with that because they look done and also like, yeah, just how they've been winning games for the last month. Like I two, think that's two probably correct. Maybe. But again, it would shock yeah. me the most. But but yeah, also that doesn't help for the Sharks that they just they're at this they've got the Warriors just had now. Blake Green's out again, whatever. But the Sharks just every week they tend to lose a troop. So they've lost uh, Jesse Ramian now, who was a big catalyst of, of good things they were doing. Yeah, and they've lost Ricky Latelli too. I think so. You know. What's yeah, the story with uh, with Raymond's injury? That looked quite uncomfortable. I, I, I think it's only a couple of weeks, which is mm. good enough for that news for them. But you know, you never want to head into finals with a guy no. like that carrying injury. Now, Dugan goes back in the centres, but yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, the Cowboys. This is just um, the depressing final run with Thurston, isn't it? That what a game on Friday though. Hey, we're gonna sp- get. I like a good spoon bowl, don't you worry? Mm, we'll come on to that later. Oh, we will. We will. Uh, <laughs> Jordan McLean was great again, though. He's, since return, he's been quite good for the, for the Cowboys, and you've seen that player they paid for. So there you go. Oh, and Sigiaro in the full eighty. Good to see him. Turn up. It's his first full eighty in a long time. And we, he was good. I mean, he he didn't ever play a full eighty in the international games, if I remember correctly. Mate, he never plays a full never 80. Does. Like he ha- hasn't probably since. I don't know the last time he did one, but twenty fourteen when he got hooky over the year, he played some. Like 80s, we've but, spoken about him previously and said that. Like, he is more than good enough to go somewhere and be the guy. Yeah. Oh, he was good in this game. I mean, I don't I know how he's going to contract next. Newcastle next, next year. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But Parramatta have been chasing him a bit, which I think... You Both know, are good fits. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player. That's mm, it. He, yeah. had, he had those bad couple of years, and he seems to have his legs back under him now. Yeah. I think, you know, he's good enough to go start somewhere. But, yeah, this is um, not the world's greatest win by the Sharkies, but at this point, for them, they all, they all matter. Like, their top four hopes are alive, and they've got... Um, well, they got they got the Bulldogs this week. No, they got the Knights. Sorry, and then they have uh, the Bulldogs next week. So you know that it's in their hands to finish fourth, essentially. Excellent. Uh, alrighty, in their hands. Canterbury Bankstown twenty-seven, New Zealand Warriors twenty-six at the Olympic Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Uh, big shout out to Reese Martin for his in. I mean, just incredible performance in New South Wales Cup before this game. Uh, for those of you who missed that, he lined up. For the kickoff, waited three seconds and then walked off the pitch. That was great. So the healer was eligible for their New South Wales Cup finals run. Um, I'm here for it and I would encourage it. Uh, moving on to the main game. Um, so, great game. I don't understand how the Warriors didn't win this game. I, I really don't. Well, th- when you give a guy four hours to kick a field goal, Dale. Did they give him four hours or did he control time himself? Mate, I, I'm not I've got to say, point. look, I'm not a big <laughs> Harry Potter fan, but I understand the concept of the time turner. Right, so he actually went back is. in time. It's the thing, the thing Hermione had. But let's get with, let's get twenty eight. Don't even try to explain. <laughs> the, the Avengers <laughs> okay, is a thing. Thanos has a thing with the, time. Thanos has a thing. <laughs> Sorry, thing, yes, the very true. <laughs> the Infinity Stones on the gauntlet. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right. Is Lock and Lewis Thanos? So Lock and Lewis clicked his fingers and destroyed half, made half the defensive line disappear. <laughs> he did, allowing him to kick. <laughs> he the moved them off. back forty meters. Right. No, I don't know what happens to time and space when he touches the ball, but I love it. I love how for some reason he has like four days. I am all about. Yes, I'm all about kicking with yeah. pointing. He's pointing out. He's like he, he, he'll get the ball. He'll point. He'll look around a bit. He'll point again. He'll do his shoelaces up. Then he put a kick in, and then no one will touch him. Like, how the hell did he have four hours to do any of that? Yeah. It's same thing in this that game. That field goal was like, awesome. So, sorry, the field goal <laughs> just a bomb. And in Lewis, Lachlan Lewis fashion, it was just enough. It just got over. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was it. 
I'm not going to enjoy because he's what played two or three good games now. Yeah, it's. I told you this was coming. Yeah, oh, of course. everyone gets overhyped, mate. This, this is, is the, the he's been crowned. Or the prince, the new king. It's coming. But uh, that's, that's fine. Like it's the same thing. You can't have a couple of good games in the NRL and just be, oh, he'll be a handy first grader. Mm. It's now. It went from so they've won four of the seventies play, which is fair enough considering who the Bulldogs are. But it's going to go from people like three weeks ago accepted, oh, he might be a handy first grader. It's going to go to now is like Queensland half next year. Yeah, are we talking? You know, composed seven for Queensland next year. A game control, a game controlling halfback. And that's it. One of those guys like you know, all you have to do like I know he's had good moments, but you look at him now and he's an extremely limited player, and that's fine. Mm. But he does his role fantastically. Defends quite well. A good kicking game, and and when he puts up some of those 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 big swirling bomb, things will happen. Like one of the tries they scored was just again he put up a massive bomb, and Brett Morris got up there and tapped it back. Like him good. him getting absolutely rocked trying to run out a dummy half by Isaac Luke. Yeah. like don't come on, you know, try don't don't run up on his turf and expect to not get disrespected because like you can't run out a dummy half when Isaac Luke is on marker and not expect to get stomped if you're a small yeah. man like him. But people are all over the shop of thinking that like it's the same thing when the Broncos lost to this Bulldogs a few weeks ago. They're not giving the Bulldogs enough credit for how they're playing currently. Like they last week didn't have Lewis in the side, but like the Warriors played well. Mm. They just got beaten. Yeah, like the like the Warriors had more line breaks. They scored more tries. They made more meters. You know, and Reese Martin's perfect kicking pretty much is the difference. In in that which when and Lachlan Lewis did kick his his field goal, obviously. But like the Warriors played well in this game. Yeah. But the Bulldogs just wouldn't go away, and and they and they got they got a good result out of it. And yeah, like we've said before already, but you can hang your hat hat on this season pretty happily as a Bulldogs fan currently. Like. To, to go into a rebuild and, and in a year have already some functional pieces for the future, you'd be pretty happy with that. Like yeah. They got rid of Mbai and, and Woods, which is decisions we backed on this podcast anyway. Not many people backed the Mbai one, but they've won more games without them. Mm. You know, Mbai's a talented player in his vacuum, but it, in vacuum, but it wasn't worth the 700-odd K f- to the Bulldogs. And Ho- Will Hopwide is possibly a better fullback anyway. It's allowed Lewis to come in, and they've got you know four or seven games pretty much avoided the spoon because of it. Mm. And now you look at their team, and it's like, well... You know, what have we got out of this year? We've already got... Well, the fruits we've got this year already now. Lachlan Lewis looks like a first grader, you yep. know. Reese Martin has missed one goal steal. Looks like a first grader. Bungard's not paying attention on the podcast. Listen <laughs> <laughs> the videos. And uh, Karen Holland looks, is actually improving finally. Like, they've come in and already they've got some, mm. some, some things there that... Like they're making Aiden Tolman work again. Yeah, well, he How looks, is that he possible? Looks, looks decent as well. They, they've yeah. really got some nice ruck speed going in general, to be honest. They hammer teams through the ruck. And yep. even Michael Leash is looking okay doing that, but... They've come in and have found some okay cheap players already in in like they've only been tanking essentially for seven weeks and in that period they've, they've found already won the draft somehow. Yeah, and who they already found... signed for next year? Was it Jesse Sue? Was it Jesse Sue signed yeah. for next year? Nick Meaney from the Knights next year. Yep. Fine. Jack Cogger for next year, nothing special or whatever, but we'll see what uh, we get. Kieran Foran is, is a, that's a huge problem for He's them. the albatross around their neck at this point. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, he's he's on a lot of money and he's a, And they won't be able to dump that spot. one like the no, other ones have been able course. to. But you know, in the end they be they should be pretty happy with how this season's Fallen in the long run, and like they found some 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 potential, you know, cheap first graders for value. I, I don't know, like, why do we have to just hammer whichever team loses a game, no Always. matter how they lose? Like, like, the Warriors were bad against us either, by the way. No, just a couple of cla- like golfs in class on, in the outside back position. But in this game, yeah. the Warriors played well. Yeah. The Bulldogs just played better. Yeah, yeah they did. The, but the Warriors had they had Lachlan Lewis make that tackle against Blair, turtle him, and get him on his back in the end goal. They had a try disallowed for. Was it offside off a kick, maybe? But, no, mate, they, they stopped a couple. But, the, the Bulldogs held out a couple of yeah. plays that should have been Warriors tries, yep. and they won. Like It's just how people think when a team mm. down the bottom of the beats a team higher up. Oh, oh you played like shits. No, the Warriors no. were there in this yeah. game. The Warriors themselves wouldn't have gone to the sheds after this game and thought they played terribly. Mm. 
and you know whatever. And it's actually kind of a test. I know you look at the Bulldogs and think, oh, they're a shit side. That's the kind of a game you want to be playing at this point if you're if you're the Warriors. You want to be pushed. Yeah. You don't want to be walking over it. Yeah, because with the way the ladder's composed right now, if you play a team like the Dragons, for example, or yeah. Penrith, I guess you just they're just going through the motions with two weeks to go in the season. Yeah, exactly right. You know, and in this game, yeah, you said the Warriors played quite well. Tuivasa Shek was sensational yeah. again, as he has been quietly making yeah. a Dalium case for the last exactly six right. Weeks. And uh, as yeah. I was great. Blair was good on the edge. Like and they had some real good performances. Just the, the Bulldogs hung around. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Sometimes that's all it takes. It is, and and then the Bulldogs. I mean, it's depressing. The Morris brothers are being split up because they just seem to s- still make things happen. They still look like they're having fun. They still you know? things just still happen, right yeah. around them. That's it. The, the try they scored to get back in the game, which is. Lachlan Lewis again pointing at where he's kicking. I just I love it. I love that he points before a play. And everyone knows where it's going. And they still score. There's nothing points. you can do. But he pointed, and then yeah, that the Brett got up and back to back batted back for Josh. It was a nice little moment. Alrighty, we move on to God's own country. Canberra fourteen, Eastern Suburbs twelve at Bruce Stadium. The Madman actually did it. They did it. How they many went, what, did it? What percent sure were you? What percent sure were you that they were going to lose this game when they dropped that kickoff? Uh, I was about 98. Is there a percentage more than 100? <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah, the moment that happened, I was like, well, yep, it's happening again. <laughs> the whispers started before the game. And they held on. They held, they did enough. They they won a game despite scoring less tries in the opposition. This was the first time yeah. that they had kept the it, it Roosters scoreless. It was the least rated win of the season. Yeah, first time they kept the Roosters scoreless to halftime since 1998, I think was the stat that they pulled out. But they, yeah, they scored one try and they took three penalty goals. And they held a lead. It was the most unrated win of the season. Mm. But my favourite moment in this game, Blake Austin did it again. Two weeks in a <laughs> row, he's just picked someone up and tried to dump yeah. him in the ink. Oh. God, he's an idiot. And he kicked on first tackle at one point oh, too. I love him. That's what I, I thought, that kick was, thought that kick was going to be what lost him the game. Oh. I thought that kick there and then the Roosters going to the other end score and that would be it. But... um. You know, another another quiet game from the Trell Mitchell. You don't seem to hear anything about him. And I'm, I'm going to talk him down every time because no one else bloody does. That he doesn't play well. Well, that's three weeks in a row now he's done sweet fuck all. Mate, I smash him at work. And every time he scores a try, they go, you do nothing. I'm like, guys, he made like three runs with for about 20 12 minutes, With 20 minutes to go in this game, he had, I think, one run for five metres. Yeah, and then he, his second run of the game, he, he, he ran across field and bumped off like three blokes. That was his second run. That's a, He's fresh, mate. Yeah. You know, he can run across field and bump some guys off. And he had he had made what? Five tackles by that stage. Oh, you're not mate. really physically exerting yourself if you're trotting forward. It's 10 just metres. Like, again, we all again we all know the attacking player and attacking thirty can be. Yes. And we all know they blame all these problems on everyone else. But you look at the other side of the field, and Leilua didn't have a particularly great game for Joey Leilua either. Mm. But he got his hands on the ball. That's what a quality center is supposed to do. You know, and that's it. And I just loved like in this game when when the um when the Raiders sorry when the the Roosters conceded the first try, it was a whole defensive edge fell apart, and Brad Abbey a nice long ball put the Raiders over in the corner. Fine. The, Great ed- finish. the edge crumbles. Mm-hmm. It happens sometimes. The Raiders can see it a sa- similar try on the other end where the edge crumbles. Tapanay and Sam Williams make a bad read. Leilua then over overruns the uh, the ball. But Leilua is still marking his man, right? And the Roosters go through and score. The commentators spend two and a half minutes hammering Joey Leilua. Yeah. And it's like, mate, you just you little wonder boy there and you say nothing. It wasn't, again, it wasn't Leilua's fault or the Trolls' fault, but they blame the centre for the whole edge crumbling and they didn't do it the other side. And then you've got the bloody selector, Brandy, going, this is why we didn't pick him because he doesn't, he can't defend. Mm. Turn it up. They just have their boys who they like and they stick to it. And you can't convince me in whatever, any world that, that Latrell Mitchell's a better centre than Leilua. But if you listen to the commentators in this game, Leilua's shit, Latrell was awesome, even though one of them did something and one of them did nothing. Mm. But yeah, Latrell went to the 50, 55th minute or something. He had one run at the touch of the ball. Yeah. 
It's just not good enough. I mean, and we've spoken about it a number of times. We we talk about it on the podcast. We talk about it off mic. Like, you just got to get involved. And uh, again, I'm not saying he's not a good player, yeah. people. I'm not saying... And again, we know he can crack games open. We know he can do it against, against the Dragons, right? Mm. But it's been three or four weeks... And I'm not, and I'm not the one painting him like he's an ex bloody GI. Yeah, I know he's the player. This is the player he is. He and won't turn up some weeks. He will others. And I'm we're okay not expecting with him to get as many like receptions as like Sam Williams or Camp Smith or whoever. Someone's like, in the middle I'm of the park controlling. Any Just touchable, any fucking point. Ten, ten in the first half, please. Touch the ball. Have Just a little, touch the ball. Have, have a little scoot. Touch the, like, don't touch the ball the least of any back in the competition. There, there's your target. <laughs> that don't is touch hideous. the ball least, the least of any outside back in the comp. Is, that, is he the equivalent of Josh Dugan's tri-assists? <laughs> no, but just like, that's it. Like, if you're supposed to be this, the best centre, best game breaker in the comp, whatever, get involved in the bloody game. And it's not everyone else's fault you're not getting the ball because that doesn't mm. fly. Excuse does not fly for anyone else. Mm. Oh, now I'm gonna get. I wish I didn't have this rant about Latrell because I'm gonna get Roosters fans all salty at me again. But whatever, oh, those that are still listening, standard operating not many procedure. Of them. Um, but like, Roosters, but yeah, the, the Roosters, Roosters actually went bad yeah. in this game. It's the same tale yeah. as this game previous. The Raiders dropped. What well, went 34 from 36? Played a completely un-Raiders the game. The Raiders played their most like professional game of the season. They, they were fantastic from start to finish, and they and they they didn't crumble. They held together. Emre Gula had a really solid debut off the bench. Yeah. yeah. Big, they were, big they raps on him. Well. South, South Junior? Mascot yeah. Jets? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mascot Jets, yeah. My, my local way. team. Where, Where's the kebab shop? Is there a kebab shop around, around your way? No, his, uh, his family owns a, a business called the What's Up Brothers in Bankstown. Do they own What's Up Brothers? They do. Ah, oh, I've been there. His uncle? Any good? Condor Park. Uh, it, it's got a good um, reputation in the HSP group as having one of the better HSPs. But I... they, so supposedly the Raiders went there... After their game at Leichhardt, maybe, there you go. and they they stocked the bus up. They yeah. like they all walked in, got food, and then took it for the drive home, which is fantastic. Yeah, that is awesome. And uh, credit to uh, C.S. Soliola again having a game where he played prop second row and centre. And I I dig a prop playing centre and dumping somebody out yeah. over the side and nearly line. scoring that try as well off that kick yeah. chase. But, yes. uh, Brad Abbey at fullback was a much better call going back to that Ricky and Cotridge looks more at home on the wing. But in that Soliola try, something I'll point out is that the defence from Cotridge and they is. Is underrated because what happens there in that play, if we've all seen it, is Joseph Marty gets on the outside of Soliola, goes around him, and Soliola recovers, tackles him, takes him over the sideline. Mm. What's not noticed is that to that whole movement, Nick Cottridge stayed on Blake Ferguson and backed Soliola to make that decision. I reckon 98% of the time in the NRL, the winger comes in. Yeah. 90% of the time, winger comes in, Manu offloads to Fergo, Fergo scores. Yeah. Like we see that play. All day, every day. And every time we, we criticise the winger and go, why don't you just stay out on your man? Like, as and they say, all do like, it. But brilliant read. Brilliant read. But in that case, Kotrick stuck to his man and backed the guy on the inside to do the job. And that's what you get taught that like under 10s. And I don't know it goes away in rugby at the NRL level because you, it, the game is so fast. Mm. But you get taught to, you know, don't get beat on your outside. And that's exactly what Kotrick did. And it, it one of those moments, little things like that is what won the Raiders the game. And mm. I know Raiders fans, they'll be happy with this win, but it's just bizarre this team like couldn't somehow muster enough wins this year to finish in the top eight because we've seen it. Like mm. they've been we already know the sixty minute ladder, the top of the top of the league as is, but yeah. like, you know, they go ahead now and they've gritted out a win against one of the premiership favourites. You just think, how is this team not there? And and, and almost everybody wants them there because the games they all the games are always enthralling. They're they're a gripping team to watch by rugby league. Alrighty, we'll move on to picking next week's games. Uh, alrighty, where are we? All right, Campbelltown Stadium, the ninth wonder in the world. West are you going? Uh, Thursday night. I might do. Depends on work, but I might go. West Tigers, Manly Warringah. Give me West. Yeah, why not? Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go Tigers. Alrighty, uh, Friday night in the heart of the volcano at 
Mount Smart Stadium Warriors versus Penrith. Well, yeah, the Warriors lost Blake Green when they got Toho Harris back, so that's how the season Maloney works. Maloney playing? Uh, Maloney's not back. The, Warriors. The Panthers have chucked the team back in a blender and have got DWZ back to fullback, which I think is the right call. Peachy's at six. Christian Crichton's back in, which isn't a great call, but Wade Egan's taken Sandy Katoa's spot, and Katoa is not very good, so I like that. But uh, I'm going to the Warriors, mate. That's a silly question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the the Spoon Bowl. Getting the respect it deserves. The Cron- game, so the game that this. we have all been waiting for, North Queensland versus Parramatta at Townsville Stadium. If it was Friday in Sydney, night. we would be there, unfortunately. Oh, 100%. No, I do love how Spoon Bowls seem to be a thing every year now. They just happen to work out. The best part was, this game would have been circled in most of those calendars as possibly a top four or even a minor premiership bowl at yes. the start of the year. And instead, here we are. <laughs> uh, give me the Eels. Beat JT's last game in Townsville, too. Am I correct in that? Uh, yes, it is last home game. So, so the Eels are missing Nathan Brown, which is a big loss. That's mm. big. And if you asked me three weeks ago, I was picking the Eels, but you've got the fully fit Cowboys. True. It's JT's last home game. And it's, also, it's, yeah. It is their spoon bowl, essentially. And the way Paro, they just keep stumbling. I'm picking the Cowboys, but it also would be very... This season for the Cowboys to lose this game, mm. but I'm picking the Cowboys. I, w- I was also just thinking Scott and Tamalolo back against a f- forward pack that features, if I'm not mistaken, oh, no Tim Manor. No. no, he's on the bench. We'll see. Uh, I will take North Queensland. I apologize. Also, we've, so I should have mentioned this in, when we were doing the review, but we've seen my Gideon Gallimosby isn't playing first grade. My Lord, does he not give a shit? The effort is just not there. Yeah. The try that Dugan bombed, it's like Gallimosby like, turned and just walked and watched it happen. And then Thurston sprayed him. They got lucky that Dugan bombed it, but my lord, how that! You can see why he hasn't been playing first grade rugby league. Classic Schmosby. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take the Cowboys, but it will be very funny if the Cowboys win this game and then still end up with the spoon. Yes. Yeah. Could Although happen. Paramount played the Roosters in the last game, so probably not. Uh, alrighty, we move on to Saturday afternoon at God's Own Bruce oh, Stadium, boy. Canberra versus Souths. Come on. Give what are we up. doing here? Yeah, Tarpanay's, Tarpanay's out for Canberra. That's big. He's, he's one of the best attacking players. And you've players. got back Johnson, Graham, Johnson Campbell, and Inglis. And Inglis. You, not, not small ins. Yeah, and also like with that, they've, they've lost um I like that we Tapanay. called him Campbell, by the way, even though it's not his last name. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did well there. We both did it. But we call him Soupy or something. We can. Soupy's good. Yeah. Soupy. Soupy. So, great man. Raiders losing Tarpanay reforces a pretty big reshuffle. Whitehead goes back in the back row. Uh, Michael Oldfield comes into the centres. Austin's in the halves. Caesar's in the twenty ones. He might come in, but um, but yeah, I, you know, Tell you know, what. I don't think it really matters who I, they're picking this week. Now I'm picking South. I'm gonna be a bit soupy when Gio throws his first cutout ball. Well, with Gio is like in terms Woo. of you know we're talking about Corey Oates' domination earlier. Gi is historically dominant against the Raiders. Yeah, yes. I think they got, he's got to try a game for his whole career against them. I think. Mm. Like and I think it's his most dominant team too. But if you watch his all the tries clip, all of his good tries pretty much are against the Raiders all and the a couple Broncos. against the Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, look, I have to. I have a wedding ceremony at three o'clock. I'm sorry to hear Ridiculous. that you're going to miss it. Okay, yeah. So he's got 18 tries in 18 games, That's 15 wins, and three losses against well, against that the Raiders. Fills me with hope. And his last loss, what, 2014. That, but yeah. Question for the peanut gallery. Oh, yes. no, sorry, last 2015 against them too. Lost yep. uh, what will Souths wear? I don't know. Do they have a black alternate jersey or a white no, alternate mate, jersey? Very good question. They don't. Like, they clash to you. You're blind. <laughs> they no, no, no. But I'm no, thinking they always dark, wear a different jersey. Yeah, it's Canberra. That's the dark only jersey green? they. Well, they the wear their black indigenous thing. 
Do they have that this year? Yeah, yeah. The black, yeah. the black one they wore. They for won't Ab- do that. They've uh, won, they've got against a, who? The uh, Indigenous Round. Yeah, but I can't remember what it looked like this year. They wore it against the Dragons, didn't it's a they? Good, nice. Trip. Oh yeah, then yeah. They'll, uh, they should, they'll, women might, in league jersey. Do they no, wear it's, one? Red, it's the same. It's green and pink. Same yeah, problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pink. They already wore it, um, um, and it has the same problem. The either that or either that or Canberra just wear that. Amazing the, white jersey. Yeah, they, should, they should have worn that this week. The that would make sense. What the, fucking planning that would have been? But yeah, oh. Mickey Stewart not planning. Shocking. The, 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 the I don't think Mickey Stewart decides what yeah. jersey the teams wear. Though. Guys were wearing well, that, white that one. This week. That one is kind of his thing, though, right? Yeah, this yeah, is, it foundation. is his foundation. So anyway, yeah. and that's yeah. Huawei to agree not to be on it. Mm. Alrighty, moving on. Saturday afternoon, Gold Coast versus Melbourne at Rabina. Yeah, Storm got a lot of injuries, but they've got um, Brandon Smith injured again. Asova Solomon is out. Vunaval is out. Chambers is out. So Chase Blair and Justin Olam are named. But uh, Jerome Hughes is back in the 21. Who knows what they're going to roll out. Tell you what, boys. Upset. You feeling the it? The Titans. Upset the Storm beating them. Because the Titans' dominant record with winning last also, year against them. <laughs> one from their last one at home yeah, against, against the, Storm. the Storm. I think they're winning this game. Yep. Um, I personally am looking forward to Keegan Hipgrave versus Felice Cafusi. Ooh. Uh, the smartest, no, the if, smartest. If Chambers was there, that would have been good, a good oh, opportunity. Yeah, good point. But, uh, yeah, He's look. missed 13% of his tackles this year. <laughs> I'm surprised it's only that. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, uh, he's, but to be fair, he's also missed like 13% of his game in the sin bin. <laughs> so. yeah, uh, I'm going the Storm. Yeah, I'll take the Storm too. Uh, alrighty. Uh, Moore Park, Eastern Suburbs versus Brisbane on Saturday night. Good luck. Good luck picking this one. Anybody. <laughs> um, well, the fitting in my narrative of Souths are going to finish first. Yeah. Broncos. Uh, look, we are terrible away from home sometimes when we feel like it. <laughs> uh, Boyd Corden is running Nicarima, so there's your anytime try score bets, even though... I didn't, got, like, I didn't even notice this before just now. Yeah. We've got to talk about it Saturday. One, yeah. two, and three all playing. So basically, the minor premiership is going to go a long way to being, decided, to being decided on Saturday. Mm. But uh, yeah, look... Uh, I'm obviously picking the Broncos, but your guess is as good as mine. Again, who's going to, how they're going to turn up? But yeah. Boyd Corner has got eight tries in eleven games against the Broncos and has scored three in the last th- uh, sorry four in the last three. Yeah, so. the, the next game's not quite as much of a mystery. Yeah, and those are all running at Nicarima, so they you know. What is the next game, Dale? Uh, it is. Cronulla Sutherland versus Newcastle. Yeah. It's more of, is it, is it over or under 60? I was going to say, just, wh- even how is this going to be being much better, the Sharks just seem to destroy them every time. So I'm going to go Sharks. It's a mental thing. Easy. For, for that, that night's if, if potentially Melbourne, Easts and Souths all lose on Saturday, Cronulla could be in first. Now, I know that they need to make up 129 points on Melbourne, but yep. <laughs> it is it Newcastle. It can be done. I can't... You know, if any team's going to score 120 on any other team, it's the Sharks against the Knights. Uh, give me the Sharks. I'm going to take 20 plus. Yeah. Um, Bold. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm yeah, not, this is why I'm not a better yep. man. All right, we move on to the last game of the round. Sunday afternoon, St. George Illawarra versus Canterbury Bankstown at Jubilee Oval in Cogra. Give me... Oh, jeez. Uh, give me the Dragons, but not by many. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Sorry, Dale. That's Okay. Yeah, Local Lewis to take four minutes to kick a field goal in this game, but everyone's going to watch. I mean, this is my thing, right? <laughs> so, so Lachlan Lewis, the man who made time stand still, versus Lachlan, uh, sorry, Jason Nightingale, the man who would wish time would stand still. Yeah, it still. is. The man who controls time and father time <laughs> himself. <laughs> word, word is it's actually Jason Nightingale on the weather vane at Lords. I can't um, believe they put him back in the team. Mate, neither can I. I don't understand. Like, Pereira's humming along, you know... You know, he's doing great. I think he's a good player. I think he's yeah. definitely going to be the starting player next year. 
but even now he's he's playing well. You've got no, you just chuck him back you in. Exactly it. right. And you've got Luch there. You know, yeah. make it happen. But, and, but yeah. no, I'm, pick, I'm picking the dogs. <laughs> Is that it? We we done? Yeah, we're done. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. News time. Alrighty. Uh we've already discussed the Fafita stuff. Do we do we have anything else to add to that? No, nothing really. <laughs> Not smart man. <laughs> mm. Next. Alrighty. Uh Bill Kickhow. Got his visa. Um, <laughs> what a debacle. So on the day when the former Minister for Home Affairs challenges for the Prime Ministership, Bill Kickow, possibly not eligible to play, but as we said... Are you it, saying you want Bill Kickow to challenge for the leadership of the Liberal this Party? This happened to him every time he's gone to play over there. I don't know why it's a story every time. Like he, he has visa trouble every time. What, what is the go? Because he's, well, he's applying for Australian citizenship and you can't leave the country without while you're in that right. process. But yeah, because you've got to be here for like three, four years. Yeah, but like I think he's had like a year of going through the process of doing it, and it's like, well, yeah, you can't leave the country. That's how it works. That's how it works everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, again, it's like you know, Milos Djukovic is going to go for Sydney FC and going to try and apply for his citizenship, and no shit, he's going to go play in Asia. Yeah, they figure it out. Yeah, athletes are a bit different. Mm. <laughs> uh, alrighty, this is interesting. Uh, Freddie Fittler backing the call for a coaches' union. Yeah, is that so they can discuss the back of stabbing to each other's <laughs> face or something? They do need like I understand. That I, they need I agree anyway, that there should be some kind of professional coaches union. Yeah, um, not not just for the NRL, but you know for Every sport, for sport in general. Like that, there's the League Managers Association in the UK for football. There's one in Mate, basketball. No one's no one's got their back. There no. is one. There's one in NFL. And the only coach in it is Bill Belichick. That's shocking. There you go. But uh, yeah. big union town, Boston too. That does shock me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, you just think. Makes sense, right? Someone's got to have their back. Yeah, like there's a players' union, yeah. right? There's a is there a referees' union? I don't know. Is there enough of them to form a union? Is well, it mate, if they, two people? Is would, that a union? I don't know. I don't know if there's is, but they're NRL employees. I think it's a bit different. True, I don't know. but yeah, all for it. I think it. I think it's a good idea. I don't know how you'd organise it, but you know, organised library is good. Yeah. Uh, proposed Tonga test against the Kangaroos. Oh man, this, I don't What's know why here, Let's just see what happens. It's, to me, they should happen. We should play more internationals, whatever. But that, for some reason, people are fighting that game. And I think New Zealand don't want it to happen because they don't want to be Australia Tonga to be a thing over Australia New Zealand. I think they're trying to fight it as well. But just why can we not play Tonga? Mm. Whatever. And then, well, one good news on the international game, though. Well, not international game, but the All-Stars game has changed. Interesting. Go on. Good. That's good. It's Indigenous All-Stars, Australian Indigenous All-Stars against New Zealand Maoris. That's next good. Year. Well, it's good because it was always so dumb when it was Indigenous All Stars versus the throw together white boys from around the world. Yeah, the all world All Stars. Although it was good to get Jared Croker getting a rap jersey. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it'd be good to see now. It might have some more meaning because the Indigenous All Stars cared about that jersey, but now the Maoris might. Because again, it's not the same as playing for New Zealand. You can be of Maori heritage, be an Aussie, and still play for New Zealand Maori. Yeah. So it gives an opportunity for guys who have chosen Australia. Mm. To still represent their heritage in that game, which I think that's pretty cool, and they and, that, and they might fire up for that. So you know, and got, the, for example, guys like Val Holmes can go play for yeah. for for the Maori, even though he's not New Zealand eligible. Mm. Kind of thing, you know, and there are a bunch of players like uh, Tamalolo. I assume is half Tongan, half Maori. 
Like, there will be players of Pacifica Heritage who are at least part Maori who yeah. will be eligible to play. Well, just more interesting. It'll be also easier to get people interested in playing. Yeah. You know, I like it. Refreshing the concept. And as you say, it becomes a rep team as opposed to an all-star team, which yeah. I think is important. And, I mean, Maori inclusion, we see how it goes for the All Blacks in, in Rugby Union. Like, it's yeah. a feather in people's caps. It may, may be the only time they represent their country. Yeah. So, that's a good thing. Um, what's this last one? JT yeah, says he almost left for rugby in 2010. That's, that's just been a story like a million times. What are you doing, Bungard? Did the this top story in the city? Did you do this? Today. Yeah, they caught up to the news in 2012. <laughs> you got? Have you got? Have you, what's coming next week? SMH. You're gonna put JT almost joined Phil Gould at Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> Is that coming? <laughs> Jared Hayne to play for Fiji in the World yeah. Cup. Anything you'd like to... They might, might be <laughs> catching up on Andrew Johns almost going to Union as well, actually. <laughs> Did you know uh, Andrew Johns signed for the Newcastle Breakers in the NFL? Did you know that um, Tom Burr just tried to play in the NFL? No. Yeah. Yep. Was that, when was that? Tried to play tight end like two years ago. Yeah, Why? and he had comparable hand size. Yeah, we made, very, we so made a lot of jokes out. about his hands, though. We yeah. did. Hands? Hands. Well, mm. Hey, mm. come on. Look, look I'm, I'm That's here. the other twin. They could be... No, never mind. I don't want to hear what his hands are twin to, mate. Um, alrighty Injuries Do we have to discuss this? Paul Vaughan Paul Vaughan's out Joe Tarpanay out for the season um, Every single Melbourne Storm player is out No except for Cam Smith Oh sorry he, Cam Smith's he, fine He cannot be killed uh, He is the T1000 yes. um, um, Yeah that's about it really uh, what, Blake Green's out for a week or two uh, Fisher Harris is back Maloney's out for another week Nathan Brown's out for the season That's pretty I'm, much I'm surprised having seen the Sean Johnson injury or the injury, uh, the footage of Sean Johnson getting stepped on that he's not out considering that looked pretty nasty but um, yeah. this, was Brandon Smith that was the MCL for yeah, the yeah that was wild I can't believe he was Mate, playing like I've had, a, I've had an MCL tear that was my most recent knee injury they suck and like for him to keep playing as long as he did big ups to you yeah and um what did I say about injuries? Uh, yeah, Sean Johnson doing that. It just felt like like the last years for the Warriors has ended in a Sean Johnson Lee injury, and I thought that was I was having flashbacks there. But uh, luckily he he's fine. He Again, as we said much. last week with the with the Dragons Tigers game, like that was the sliding doors moment of the the new fun half coming onto the scene. But you know Johnson got up and kept playing, and they didn't win. But like Lachlan Lewis just sniping his rival. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they be right. rivals for, but you know whatever. Uh, and then signings, what Zach Lomax re-signed. Happy Dude. days. Maybe he'll play in 2021. Mate, cool. Talented player, so, you know, hope maybe he'll probably replay. I think that's about it, really, signing this week. Mm. Well, the reports, Sam Burgess was going to sign again at, to, uh, as a bunny for life. but For sale? Confirmed. How dare you, sir? Who did he play for over there? Uh, sale. You're right. Oh, that was a good guess. Look sale Sharks. Oh, uh, Jeremy Lattimore re-signed too, I think. Huge. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait for another 25 workman-like minutes of his uh, And we did mention year. earlier, Suasso Sue yep. went to the, uh, the dogs. So we talked about it last week. I was just asking earlier because yeah. I forgot who they signed. Mm. Yeah, sweet. What a well-oiled machine we are. Are you serious? Yeah. Question time. Uh, first question from at PaulMac underscore 78. Who wins the Indigenous versus Maori All-Star game? Uh, mate, team that wins scores more points. We'll see the teams, but uh, yeah, yeah. Ryan's Rovers is the right answer. He said all of us win. We yeah, do. it should be a cracker. Hundred percent. Much more. Keen. No one ever gave a shit about the World All Stars. No one's out there cheering for World. Go World. Go the World. Keep the Indigenous down one more time. World. <laughs> Fuck. Get them. Right. <laughs> Get them. Colonialism. <laughs> I mean, we we uh, are. I think two hundred and fifty and zero in that. that we are. <laughs> uh, underscore Ozil. Uh, had Andrew Voss up to his house this week, by the way. Mate, what a fucking don don I'm going to steal some of that story. But yeah, Vossi turned up and uh, did still charge him for the book, obviously. Nah. He's a man of business. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's got to make a quid. But uh, yeah, he, 
uh, Dave was going to purchase off him to come down for the game, turned up, and uh, Vossi, there he is at his house. What did he say? He made some form of Ivan Milat joke where Dave lives and mm. came on in and yeah. signed him a book. Good man. Uh, also, Vossi. turned up in a suit, not a uh, grubby polo. Well, yeah, Vossi is rugby league crazy enough to do that kind of stuff too. Turn up and so house. is Dave, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> I hope Dave gave him the truth on the Raiders bias. I hope he told Vossi about the, the, the truth and his belief on Raiders bias. Come into my, come into this cell where I've got it all strung up on the wall. Uh, anyway, Dave says, what would Joey Leilua have to do each week to get a 10 to the praise the troll gets for doing fuck all? Uh, unfortunately, he's Polynesian, Dave, so he, can't, he doesn't get that praise. He's, he's, he has uh, to be white or indigenous. Pretty woke take, but I'm not against it. You're not against it? Oh, mate. Uh, you know, Same thing. Hey, if, if Cooper Cronk was kicking like Milford was against South or the week, week prior, mm. you'd be, people would be swinging their dicks on, on I mean, this on happens all the time, it does, right? In so all like, sports. If, people if, think if, I'm crazy when I'm saying it, but I'm not. No, this is very clear. It's, it's, it's whether it's subconscious or not is another question. But yeah. no, this very clearly happens with a lot of players. It's like Cam Newton gets slammed for things that other white quarterbacks get praised yeah. for all the time. And um, I'm not saying it's it's. I'm saying because he's he's Islander. It's Polynesian, not because he's black. Because again, Latrell's black. Yep. But mm. he if, gets different if, treatment. If Keegan Hipgrave was was Polynesian, he wouldn't be in first grade, and he no, would be too loose, mate. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's like for for years, Sean Johnson doesn't get any praise in his fantastic games. He expected to be running and blowing games open, but he get, he, he misses one game through injury this year, and they're like terrible half. Don't worries I need and get rid of him. Yeah. Crap. No respect. Meanwhile, for those Blake Green. Good leader. Controls the game. Control game manager. Sean Johnson never get credit ever for being great. He can either Milford. That's just how this stuff works. Yeah. And um, Jerry Lewis, the same thing, mate. Do, he can do 20 good things. Nothing will happen. Defense on his edge concedes a try. Like we saw in this game, got absolutely roasted. Yeah. Roasted for it. Ruppin is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it goes. Frank Ellis says, when is the boom rookie leadership spill? We kind of already had a couple hey, of threads. Hey, look at us being ahead of the head well, of We had the... a pre pod thread as well. <laughs> so something's simmering. Mm. And keep that, you keep that up, you'll be outside. Well, he is, he is at the back bench currently. Yeah, he is <laughs> relaxed. Me and my deputy, Harry Ramage, also, are coming for you Also, too, on his phone most of the podcast, much <laughs> like the back bencher. Sorry, I hope people enjoy that three seconds of Brenton speed there that I accidentally go. put in their ears. Yeah, well, about all we need, to be <laughs> fair. It is, that is a lot of Brenton you speed. You leave speedy alone. Pete Fulcher, in honour of the dog sneaking Reese Martin into the ISP finals, <laughs> what's the greatest scheme you've ever pulled off? This podcast? Scheming. <laughs> Who's a schemer? Mm, I once a schemer. slept with two best friends. Boom. <laughs> so that's a scheme. Went from one to the other. Fit like then the, the other one. Then, then I stayed with one for six years, and then, then she womp, got me womp, good. Womp, womp, yeah, oh, well. but that well, that's a scheme, right? I think that counts. I think it started out as a scheme. Yeah. Then it. Yeah. Then it. Then it spiraled. Yeah. It was no longer a scheme. It was, yeah. It was more of a, 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 a living hell, <laughs> a dark reality. Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was a scheme at one point. Yeah. So maybe Reese Martin's finals could be a living hell, his final series. Who I mean, knows? he did go from one best friend to the other. He did. What's your scheme, Bunga? How did you trick Charlie into marrying That's him? That's a fair question. It was um, the donut wall. <laughs> that was a good donut wall. Yeah, it was. The sweets table was great. Thank you. Yep. So was the uh, so were the hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> yeah, There's definitely place. schemes in your Shout head, Bunga, Moore Park Golf we haven't Club. heard about right now. Mm. Uh, look, I mean, I wouldn't be a very good schemer if I revealed, revealed my schemes them. No, to that's the masses, true. Would I? That's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah. The greatest scheme rugby league ever pulled were convincing people Matt Moylan was a great footballer. Mm. That's the that's the greatest can, trick. Can I can I speaking of uh, speaking of being blonde and blue eyes got him picked for football. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Wow. People. Um. I was gonna I was gonna mention the uh, the TPJ tweet today. 
Mate, your boy Pangai. What a t- wow! Man, what a banger! Man of the people. What a take! Which which, which one? Which take was it? There's the so many good- the uh, who's your favourite winger of all time? Corey Gates. Co- Corey. But from Lachlan Maranta. Yeah. <laughs> No, some boring Maranta. Boring Maranta, yes. I mean, that, that it could be the real Maranta. I mean, I I'm I don't know if those are two separate people. Yeah. Um, Frankie asked which idiot forgot to send this question to you. I forgot. I uh, I did not work today or yesterday, and uh, when I usually I send that tweet out on the bus home or walking to the station, and mm. I forgot. No bus, no tweet. You are forgiven. Brett O'Shank, will Ponga v. Young Matt Moreland this week decide once and for all who is the best young player in the game? Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. And why is it Pangai Jr.? <laughs> the answer is Soupy Graham, by Soupy the way. Graham. Soupy Graham. Uh, Dom Bloody Miller. Hard question, but who do you each think can and will win the comp from here? And why is it the Brisbane Broncos? Okay. But nah, seriously. Please. Okay, as we said earlier, honestly, seven of these teams I wouldn't be surprised by. Um, out of the top three, I'd like to see the Rabbitohs win it, which is hard oh. to say with Bungard here, but they play the best footy out of those three sides, mm. and that's in the end, that's a team I want to win every year. I would know. also like the Rabbitohs to win. Out of, that, out of that top three. And then, obviously, I want the Broncos to the rest of it. But if you ask me the contenders, again, it's still that top three. And I'm, then... I, I can probably do this real quick. I can... Because I've got the ladder up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rank them eight in order of, I think, most likely to win to least likely. You jump in if you think I've got this wrong. Mm. I, I would say Souths, then the Roosters then the Storm, then the Broncos, then the Sharks, then the Warriors, then the Dragons, then the Panthers. Yeah, I don't yeah, really disagree with that. with that. Yeah, I'd go with that. And you know, yeah. The Dragons, from memory, are the longest odds of any team in the eight at this point. They might still be longer than West Tigers' odds. <laughs> well, they were at the start of the week, I'm fairly sure. So. That's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, like, I just don't think, I don't think the Broncos can and can do it four weeks in a row. But if they just get the right run of games... Well, the way Phipps Uncle not very good... Like, if they if, get through week one and then they play out the Roosters and Seahawks. If they, well, if they cop like, a week... If, so if they win their next two games, which is unlikely, yeah. but if they win their next two games and they finish fifth and they host Panthers or somebody at Brisbane, yeah. the Suncorp game is nice for them. Mm. And then if they... Say if you guys lost... Mm. Again, a team we're good against. Love the cop, the the rabbit, the, the the rabbitos, but it's just still hard seeing and getting that distance because they've got it. They've got to most likely beat the storm at some point. And they can't do that. <laughs> so the guess the the best world for them is that the sharks go through the storm and they play the sharks in the grand final or something, something like that. For the, the Broncos, the, the the planets really have to align. Like the Broncos but can like beat. I think it's doable. It's just that yeah, exactly. Whereas if, if that's the whole top. Why the top four matters so much? Yeah, right? we all know this. Like, top four matters so much because. If you win the first week, you get a week off, and that week off makes all the difference. Mm. It really does. Yeah. But uh, anyway, next question. Michael Darren, 79. Thoughts on Ponga moving to the halves? Reeks of des- desperation? Is patience running out for Nathan Brown? Um, Not desperation. I just think it's because they just were a bit sick of Jack Cogger, and it went okay. Like I don't know if he's desperate. Like Brown's not under pressure. But um, patience Brown, running out. I mean, no. arguably Brown's under the least pressure of any coach. Yeah, like, like Craig Bellamy, a- and then like him. That's <laughs> yeah, true. But like, he should be under pressure, Nathan Brown, more than what he is. I'll say. The patience isn't running out yet, but at some point it'll get to the it'll get past where they can get by being oh the battlers. I just turn it up and playing all right. They had at one point we said it earlier this year, but they have to be taken seriously as a football club at some point. Like, Harry was talking about it uh, through the week, and he was basically saying that, like, Wests are not going to accept this shit. Yeah. Like, they're going to go, you need to either start winning games or start punting people. Um, Actually, one thing they I do to, not accept I forgot to do game. earlier in that Penrith review, I'll say it now. Mitch Pierce played really well. I credit him that. And mm. he, he's, he, he's, he's changed kicking the game up more than he did at the Roosters, and he had some interesting kicks in this game. He had a really good game. 
But yeah, there's some credit for him. And then he's, uh, Michael Barron follows up. Teams or players have had a poor season and have avoided media scrutiny. Okay. Teams have a poor season and avoided media scrutiny. I don't know if any teams do. I mean, the Cowboys <laughs> still aren't getting smashed, even though they're sitting last. I think Parramatta, honestly. Like, I think a lot of people are still like, oh, they're, they're trying. Mm. They're, you know, they're brave. They've yeah. got a lot I, of injuries. I can, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Manly are starting to get hammered now. At one point, they were getting hammered. But mm. Manly, yeah. it took, like, the whole concept of their football club to be crumbling at the foundations yeah. for them to start catching yeah. some heat. Uh, players who are playing poorly are not getting hammered. I mean, where do you start? I mean, like, for it, you know, Jack Bird is, is deservedly top of the yeah, worst signing of the season. Think. No, but, oh, is he though? No, 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 I'm saying he, he, deserve, he deserves to be near the top of the worst signing. Is he worse signing than Dan Gago? Let me come. Let me finish what I'm saying. Okay, He's, so Jack Bird deservedly is in the you know the discussion for worst signing of the season, but guys like Josh Reynolds, 800k, similar money to not be playing football either. Not mm. even mentioned. Crystal Queen, 500k to be in reserve grade, not mentioned. You know, Dan Gagai, to he. He's, he shouldn't be there because he's actually playing at least. But, you know, there's been some terrible signs this year who aren't thrown up there. Those guys should be getting more scrutiny. Josh Reynolds has had more games for Fox Sports than for yeah. the Tigers. Yeah, and he, you know, exactly right. You know, that he hasn't been fantastic like that in escaping all criticism. And then, well, who else? I mean, most of the guys on the bottom are copying it, but... Yeah, there's. You could, if you want, if you want me to ask, at least you twenty odd players that don't get any crap. Well, get it, and if there's one bloke that loves a, an Excel spreadsheet, it's this guy. Me, yeah. If you want, or, or an agenda for no, re- or getting angry for no reason as well. Players who don't copy. That is like a three sided Venn diagram for you. Yeah, yes. it is. Like that's it. But like, there's plenty of players who don't copy. It, it's always about what club you're playing for. Hundred percent. And what your expectations were, or expectations that were given to you. For mm. example, like, yeah, that's it. Uh. Next question. Buddha Winya. What is your favorite thing about each of your co-hosts? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> uh, I like the beanie that Bungard's wearing. Yes, I like... The superficial the, things uh, about him. Not I, like, <laughs> I like that Dale buys me beanies. There, there we go. go. That there works go. perfectly. There you go. Uh, I like that Mitch ha- hosts the pod. And the... No, the answer was right in front of you. The answer is pickles. pickles. Yeah, good answer. He's pickles. been a bit of a pest the last few podcasts. He's been an absolute. He's had, a, he's had a tough season. Yeah, there, he has, he's definitely not copying enough. There's a, there is a player escaping scrutiny. He's had a tough year. I mean, and not for one of effort. He is. He's done more run me, run meters than Latrell Mitchell th- today. He has the plenty hall. of runs, but he's just he's he's had a tough. He's had enough. Of his podcast. A young yeah. links waiting in the wings. He's like when he you know when a player gets over thirty and they've had they're like they can't do one more preseason. I think he's going to retire next year. I feel like he just Jesus. he can't go around again. He's just done with his shit. (laughs) Uh, Really? Mitch Poole, does NRL need to look at more NRL physios in regional areas? (laughs) How about that? We we mentioned earlier, but that Storm lady leaving that tweet there. Balls of steel. Mm. Brass balls. What a ratio. The stupidest tweet of the season, and she just left it there. She's, uh, she's, she, you know, that's... It's, Hang on, it, you can't be throwing out stupidest tweet of the season. Yeah, well, I that mean, is bold, most misguided, perhaps. But like you've you've got to do you've got to be a special sort to unite NRL Twitter. Well, it's just one of those things. It just shows the stupid insulation nature of my, well, some clubs. ex-player will be on the TV going, "Oh yeah, I reckon he's done his knee there, and that's fine." And, and it'll an it'll be actual, prece- it'll be preceded by oh, but an actual physiotherapist one. who universally every rugby league fan is like, "Yeah, this guy's good for the game." Yeah. This guy's great. We all we all support NRL physio mm. and, he, and his various. It's a matter of channels. time till he's on the sideline at some point. Too, yeah, agree. A matter of time till he's in the coverage. Mm. But like you know, he's a popular. If anyone, if, 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 sorry, if anyone's missed this, so he no one, put up a no clip. One's missed this. Yeah, there are people who listen to this don't have Twitter, dude. No, it's on Facebook and shit too. It's been it's been everywhere. Oh, yeah. even her like reply being on other yeah. social medias. Yeah. Well, if anyone's missed this, whatever. So there's a guy called NRL physio. He does on the spot diagnoses of 
player injuries. He's, he's usually pretty on the mark. But, you know, again, he's just speculating. He's a qualified physiotherapist, all that. Cam Smith got, obviously, went off. He was like, oh, what did he say? It, it looks like a... Looks like a bat, hyperextension. Hyperextension. He said something yeah, like that. He yeah. gave his diagnosis, and then the Storm media manager replied saying, "Can you please stop diagnosing Storm players?" Zero retweets. Four thousand replies. Yeah, and but it's just funny. Like as as Dale said, he united NRL Twitter, and it's because like phys, NRL physio has never really never run at anybody. Even that, he didn't go at her. He didn't hasn't shown his biases or anything at any mm. point. Just pl- played it straight. Prov- been a good account. Just provided knowledge, and he's never never once said this is what this player has. He's yeah. providing. From the vision, it looks like. what it looks like. Yeah. And he's pretty accurate in that kind of stuff. He's been pretty good at that. And he <laughs> stopped diagnosing Storm players. Who okay. are you? Okay. Um, Matty McPee, questions for Bungard. Thoughts on SummerSlam? Um, TakeOver was far better. But I think every wrestling fan at this point has made their peace with the fact that NXT is better than the actual main, main WWE product. There you go. And Matty follows up. Little brothers should be co-prime ministers. Discuss. Agreed. They'd be, they, at least they'd have a platform. Not Minister's Defence, according to Brandy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, best time has got Ozil. How good is footy? Mate, it's, it's good. It was a good round this week too, though. Yeah, it, was it was a good a, round. It was a good round. Uh, Mario Siegs, your favourite ever grand final not involving your team? 3 Penrith beat the Roosters. It was just a really good game. Had that mm. Sattler tackle. Yep. Prita's got Clive Churchill. Just a good game. Good Very shout. good game. Yeah, there hasn't... Like, the grand final generally isn't that crack, crash hot most years. No, that's always the prelim. That's Off the top on. of my head, so many like, good the, finals, the best yeah. ones, like, the best grand finals... I think I actually did... I did a story for work two years ago yeah. where I ranked them, but it was like 15, 16, 03, off the top of my head, were all brilliant. Oh, yeah. uh, 2005 had good moments. It had good moments. It wasn't really a close game, no. but... No. Um, uh, yeah, so those three, fifteen, and sixteen off the top of my head would be the three standouts. Thirteen yeah. was quite good until the last fifteen minutes, I think yeah. as well. Like, that was pretty close till the Roosters pulled away at the end. Mm. And oh nine had its moments. I as liked well. uh, twenty eleven. Was that Warriors Eagles? Yeah, yeah it's not bad as well. But yeah, the Warriors. But like you know, there was that period them, yeah. from like oh six to twenty ten where they were all just duds. Yeah. Yeah, and Absolutely it happens dumb. a lot. Like a lot, we get those great prelims. They decide. It feels like the comps decided in the prelim. Yeah, I mean, like you know, twenty fourteen of the last few years is probably the That's worst the one. Most obvious one. Last year, everyone as well. in the world knew that seventeen South Roosters, and fourteen was that. that those were the everyone in the world knew that South Roosters game was the real grand final. And once right. the Roosters lost to the Cowboys, everyone was like, "Well, the Storm are going to cruise next week." Yeah, and they did. That's it. Um, at KTRBN. Uh, does everyone agree with uh, Papa Pangai? So that's the Corey Oates' greatest rugby league winger. Sure. Why not? Mm. Well, if you only watch South games, yes. You think he's the best player in the competition. <laughs> uh, Shieldsy1 says, How would you spend the free cut space? Slater retirement will free up. Munster to fullback and new halves or another option? Oh, we've got some more questions too. Okay, I'm guessing no one else is answering. They didn't. No, no, no one asked. I was just thinking, like, Munster to fullback makes a lot of sense. Like, his, his return game is pretty strong. I mean, and... He doesn't, oh, mate. he doesn't have to do a lot of When he played fullback full time, he was possibly the best fullback in the competition. When yeah, he played. Like, it works. But I think they have this thing. It's like, so Scott Drinkwater is a, a really, really good prospect. And he playing, he's playing fullback for, uh, in, reserve, in Q Cup currently. Will most likely be the Q Cup player of the year, being groomed. He's playing fullback. Jerome Hughes is a fullback. Munz is a fullback. And it's kind of like, okay, is our team better with Munster at one? Hughes at six and finding a half or whatever, yeah. or drink water at six or whatever, or we stick with Munster at six, throw drink water at one and figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. For me, if Munster wants to play fullback, Munster is possibly, it could be one of the best fullback in the world playing there. We've seen him play there. I would put Munster to fullback mm. and then 
you know, figure the rest out and drink water, perhaps play six or figure drink water again. There'll be there'll be spots in that back line you can fit into at some point. Hmm. Figure that out. I think I do a Munster to one, and then you've got a million. Well, that the million from Billy is. Who knows where it goes? Like, I don't know not, what he's got. Like I don't know what their cap situation is like. Yeah. It's pretty likely they've probably spent it from else parts of it anyway in the future. But they got they, if they don't believe in Brody, like fans seem to, they got to find a half mm. or, or some halves. They don't need to believe in him. Yep. But also got to keep a sofa Solomona. Got Felice Cafusi example. A lot of those guys need upgrades. They have got to keep the boys together. So mm-hmm. they have enough money to sign. Someone, I, I think board. it's not going to necessarily be spent on one player. It wouldn't surprise me if they. Throw one, two, to other people. Just make make sure they stay. Yeah, that would be the smarter thing to do because, like, as you said, you've got Munster there who's good enough. You've got players coming through who are good enough. Like, it, if but if they lose somebody like Asafa Solomona, yeah, they're a hundred meters short a week. Well, I mean, that's it. They, they they're more about, and the Storm won't lose Munster. I wouldn't, mate. I zero point zero one percent belief in the Munster the Roosters thing. Yeah, but I mean, if you look over the last fifteen years. The players they've lost, they want to keep, you know, in air, air quotes. Are English because of the salary cap stuff. Yep. Falau, again, similar time, but they're not really like, they won't really need to keep Falau kind of stuff. And then they lost Kronk, but Kronk's end of his career with two years left. That's that's about it. Like, and he was he was always going to go. Well, that's it. They're, that's not really like, yeah. you know, that's the end. They've got 15 years out of Kronk, yeah. you know, 10 years, it's fine. They're not losing Cam Munster, I'll tell mm. you that much. Like, you got you got to think as a footy player, put your, put your footy player's head on now. Think you are one of the 10 most recognisable or 20 most recognisable players in NRL, would I rather get paid a million dollars a year to live in Melbourne mm. and no one ever recognises me ever or a million dollars a year to live in Sydney? Or where everybody recognises me yeah, every time not, I go to the I'm, shops. And I'm not from Sydney. And not just that, but the point that you <laughs> make about living in Melbourne is that like, if you're the face of Melbourne Storm Footy Club, that opens up a lot post-career. Yeah, like whether that's doing stuff down in Melbourne and being someone's correspondent down there, or mate, coaching an the academy down is there, off, mate. the pressure exactly. is off playing down there. It allows you to become more after footy. It's a fantastic loss. And thing is, like you don't, no one's track when you're off the field. No one's looking out for you at pubs and clubs. No one's, yeah. no one's looking out, looking out for you doing playing up. It's a fantastic mm. environment to be in for for a footy player. And also pints, not schooners. Yeah. Okay. Next question at TTV underscore Huddocks. He said, can you explain what Des Hausler's system, in, in quotations, was offensive and or defensive was to the uninitiated? Well, he hasn't really got a full system. He changed what he did over many a time, but his philosophy was is data-based. And when he was at Manly, he firstly had the, the right bunch of boys, and I think I think that Manly team would have succeeded no matter who was the coach, and I think we saw that with Tuvi anyway. But he had he had the right culture there already, and I think the the Cowboys did the same thing when Green came in. He had the, they had the right call, for example, as well. But when he had less access to resources, he couldn't get as mad scientists with it. You know, he has less access to money and all that kind of stuff and funding. So he had his beliefs in, in statistics and and game theory, which is finding where, like you know he wants the forwards passing more. He did it at Manly too; it was less noticeable, but he found forwards passing. Resulted in, in wins, so he got the forwards passing the ball more, for example. Anyway, but then he goes to the Bulldogs and gets access to one of the, the bigger the bigger funds in rugby league and ends up spending the most off field of any cl- any coach in the league had the the biggest uh, expenditure there at his, his time at the Bulldogs. He was the highest paid coaching staff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he got to the point that every training session was filmed in a two seventy degree angle that every single thing could be put into a freeze frame and you could see two seventy degrees every player what they were doing at, at that mo- at that moment. So. Yeah. 
it got it got way too far into the data and, in, and into that kind of stuff with rugby league, and that's kind of where his downfall came from. Because you know, if, when he first got to the Bulldogs, and, and in lo- over a dis- over these time that he did have a success in the Bulldogs, he got that team to the grand final twice. But when he first got there, he was finding small hidden gems like again forwards passing. Went and got James Graham and, and had the forwards ball playing more. Had Sam Cassiano doing the same kind of thing, and they, and they got success. But other people caught up, and he just kind of stuck with his things. Like for example. He ran the numbers through history and found that running the ball on on the sixth tackle resulted it was resulted in more expected points expected points by the way, what he used to run his numbers off expected points than kicking the ball did. But again, running the ball on sixth tackle, the data he compared it to when you're doing that, it was a surprise tactic, right? Mm. So you know, for all of 2015, for example, say if running the ball on sixth tackle went read to more expensive expected points and kicking the ball on six, it's like well, most of those times they ran it wasn't expected. When the Bulldogs were running it on six tackle, by the end of it, it was expected, so it stopped working. And it's the same thing with the short dropouts. The expected points conceded is lower when you hit the ball short than when you kick it long. So you start kicking it short. But again, if you do it every time, it's no longer a surprise. Mm. And those things get taken out in numbers and rugby league. And that's where he went too far with that stuff. And yeah, that's just what Des' philosophy was a real number-driven thing. And in the end, he ended up with a system also where he rated players um, through numbers. And his numbers told him Aiden Tolman was the best prop in the comp. And in the end, if you do a formula that tells you Aiden Tolman's the best prop in the comp, your formula is wrong. Yeah. And if that's what you're basing some of your selections on and your recruitment on, your retention on, and your game theories on, you've got the wrong basis. Yeah. But yeah, that's not really answering your question, but yeah, there you go, some long I mean, the point, I think the point <laughs> that... So I remember we, would, we discussed that a few years ago that he was, he was drone filming his stuff, his training, yeah. and oh, then mate. playing it up on the screen to break stuff down on the pitch. And I'm telling you, every every time, yeah, every time players played a game, every missed tackle or penalty or all that kind of stuff went into their rating after the game, and it was in the players' heads. Like, it's not too much I can share, but I'll tell you, like every missed tackle, players would go back and double check their own stats because yeah. they knew that their performance was being was being marked on what the papers paper told them, then rather than what they saw. So, for example, if there's an offside penalty when four of you are in the ten. And it got given. It gets given to somebody, right? Because somebody was on the penalty was called on. So it was given to James Graham, but there was three other guys offside. Well, James Graham lost points on their system, which yeah, he's how the he only played one apparently, even it. though the whole team was offside. Yeah, that's where it went too far when you start mm. doing individuals like that as well. It's when you try and compare something like the Moneyball theory in baseball, where it it's a really one v one sport. Yeah, it is. It's it, it's a, yeah. It's it doesn't a, work. It doesn't work in rugby league. Yeah. It'll never work in rugby league. I, I work in rugby league data. Like. In the next 50 years, we'll not get to a point where data will tell you the full story in rugby league. It just yeah. will not happen. Yeah. The it's, scale goes from like baseball being the most easy sport to use advanced stats in because yeah. every situation where a player is hitting is exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's all one on one. To the other spec- end of the spectrum, which is football, like soccer. Sorry. Soccer, yeah, and rugby league's down that And end. rugby league is close to soccer in terms yeah. of basketballs yeah. towards the baseball end and yeah. everything else is mm. in between. Yeah. Okay, another one. Uh, Huddox has got two more questions. Uh, do you guys remember Simsy from Bloke's Advice? If not, why not? I don't know either of those things. I don't know what, what those what words are. Those words? Yeah, Tarek no. Sims? Can know. you imagine Tarek Sims' Bloke's Advice? Yes. Uh, be nice. Yeah. Hit, no, hit sorry, small mate. people don't know what real hard. Mate, another good question from uh, from Huddix here. Oh, he must be. It looks like he's a Doyle fan. Good question, this one. For Mitch. No. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he started off with one off. good question. Now it's if you have teenage ones. kids and they ask you, Dad, what made Cancer be so good? And Dad, what was it about JT? How are you going to look back and explain both of those players and their styles and influence on the game? Well, clearly they both grew up watching Darren Lockie themselves. At the first <laughs> they, oh, <laughs> <fucks>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, I feel like you boys can chip in on this one too, right? But the, yeah. the JT one, I think I think you've all heard about what makes JT great. I think we've all heard it. I think you, Smith's you, harder to quantify. Yeah. Because it's easier for a halfback to look good than just for it a is. to look good. But it's Thurston's sheer competitiveness that has made yeah. him a good player for as mm. long as he is. And he's all, it's been a detriment this year, but he's a player who's always wanted to have his hand on the ball when the game came yeah. down to it. Thurston wanted the ball. He wanted to take the shot at goal. He wanted to have the shot at field goal. He wanted to try and set the play up. No matter yeah. what, he was always that guy. And plenty of years when he wasn't playing well, he was that guy and didn't lead to success. Yeah. But when he was playing well, the team was playing well. And, and where things. Thurston was this, obviously, a fierce competitor, but also outrageously talented. Cam Smith was a guy yeah. who got everything just by being smarter than everybody else. And, and if I was going and to go back through JT's career, he has the same credit that someone like Billy Slater has as well as that. Mm-hmm. I think we forget that young JT was actually a, more of a runner. Like he had the show and go was like yep. his whole thing, and it's like throughout his career, it's what all great players do ever is that they add more to their game, and yep. they change the game as they age. And whilst this year JT's gone too too long with it, he adapted over fifteen odd years, and that's why I stayed at the top of the game for that mm. long. Ken Smith, you're a big it's, fan. It's, it's it's tough to sort of explain how important Ken Smith is to what the Storm do, but he's basically like the brain of if the if the Storm is yeah. a person, he's the brain. Whether it's whether it's knowing which way to target, uh, which way to send runners. Whether it's when to slow the game down, when to speed up, he just seems mm. to always make the right decisions and always has. And it's not necessarily and just with play either for me. It's yeah. it's things that are as simple as when to go and talk to the ref. Yep. Like why do I need to have an argument with the ref that goes for thirty seconds? I'm not trying to prove a point here to the ref. I'm just trying to get the boy some air. Yeah. You know, little things like, like he that. Like, little, he'll always run the dropout clock down to one second. Yeah. But since they brought that in, just yeah. little things like that. Like just... the, when to kick from. Dummy half on the 30-metre line on fourth to catch the wingers out of... Pro- and then you've got this year, where yeah. it's just a totally different Cameron Smith, yeah. which to me makes his career and body of work even more impressive, in that this year, he isn't he doesn't have Cooper Cronk anymore. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. basically had to do two jobs for the entire season, like yeah. a single mother. And, and he's old as. <laughs> and he's yeah. doing it fucking well. Yeah, and I just think as well as like, what you can't explain his understanding, not just how the game's going, but he understands his opponents too. Yeah. Like, he, you'll know he'll pick players apart, and, and the Storm have always been good at that. Like, there's so many times as a fan, you watch a game, and you'll be like, why is my team not running at that guy? Mm. It's very rarely you watch a Storm game and go, oh, why do they not run at that guy? Yeah. Because they always do. But I think Cam also is just, there's off-the-field stuff. Fans, Gronk fans who hate him will wank on about him being an arse or whatever, whatever. But he's, he's a guy that, because he set the bar so high, the team goes with him. He's in a culture driver. I, I, I've compared him and, and Pop in the past, sorry, and Bellamy in the past to Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich in in, in the NBA. Is that that comb- it had to be those two guys together for it to work? But like Cam sets a high bar for himself and the players around him, and it makes them all better players. Like yeah. even things like that. I know he's pulled up meetings, for example, when the analyst is doing presentations. I know he's pulled up the analyst for spelling mistakes, that kind of stuff. Like He demands a, a level of perfection from all people around him and not just himself. And that kind of stuff is, is the big difference with him. And, and like, if you can't go with it, you go elsewhere. Yeah. Like, And you might be a very talented player. And I'm not necessarily saying that somebody like Widdop or, or, or any other player has, has yeah. gone out of Melbourne and... Not because they don't fit in, but like if you don't fit in, you go elsewhere. If you're not up to it, you leave. But more often than not, they've got the best set of players, and right? they've got them. It, those players know that they've got to be their best, yeah. and they have they do perform to their best. Yeah, and I, I just also think Cam is another one who's always learnt is that he has had poor games, but my lord, like they're just so few and far between that when they happen, they actually stand out. Like, yeah, he was bad in that 2016 grand final against the Sharks, and the Shark came into that game with the strategy to to work Cam over, and they did. They made him make over 70 tackles, and, and Cam had a poor game because of it, and perhaps if he made 50 tackles and a bit more energy, mm. they win the end of the game when he screwed up a couple of times. Maybe they win there. 
But he was so determined, he came back in 2017. And we saw that entire team played on a mission, and they just tore everybody apart. Yeah. Like he just learns and always learning from those those things and those 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 mistakes and. Or not even those mistakes, those failures, and, and any any successful person, any anywhere, any field would tell you that you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. Yeah. And and Cam's embodied that in rugby league. Mm. But even from day one, he had had the temperament. Day. If you go back and see when he played Origin, when he only played like twenty odd first grade games and scored that double, like just had the temperament, just cool, calm, collected, yep. and just um, the game's just slow for him. It just mm. sounds dumb saying it, but like it's you know we noticed so much how it slows down for Lachlan Lewis, like. Ken Smith has never been athletic ever. Not a day in his career has he been an well, athletic. There was always the stuff that he was too small to play. Yeah, like, well that's it. well that's it. No one ever wanted him, and I think it's hard to see field vision when the guy's fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always easier to see guys who blow games open when, when you're scouting them. But Cam always been the, one of the smallest players on the field. Always made a million tackles. Always been physical. Always had to find ways to bring bigger guys down. Hence why he has some dodgy tackles too. But mm-hmm. but um, has somehow gone through the length he has with how physical it is and the toll playing hooker it takes on your body to play the most games in the NRL is going to be the first guy to play 400 games and is going to have, you know, 18-odd seasons of fantastic first-grade football mm. under his belt because of just how he understands and sees the game of rugby league. Yeah. yeah. Good synopsis. But he's certainly someone you couldn't pull out a highlights, highlights no, clip and explain very his career. Difficult you can pull out a Thurston clip and see what he it's is. It's very easy to do that with Inglis and Thurston. It's like, yeah. Not so much with Cam Smith. Yeah. But there's also, like, with... Replicating Kenneth Smith has been near impossible. Everyone wants one. Mm-hmm. No Correct. one's ever, ever, ever oh, found one. Guys, look one. look at this uh, great three Be tackle. The, these great three tackles he made in a row. Well, a dummy, get more smart. Well, look at yeah. him. You know, look at those. Th- he, he ran four plays in a row because he knew after that fourth one he can go and run a play in the middle of the field with Cooper Cronk. You yeah. know, you learn that. You learn how to know what's going to happen in four plays. Yeah. You know, the amount of times him and Spilly and Cronk destroyed the ruck going through the middle, and it's from Cam. Planning three or four plays in a row, you know, no one can do that kind of mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. Yeah, but yeah, totally. There we go. Uh, any more questions? Uh, I think that's it. Cool. Alrighty, gentlemen, it's it's been fun. It's it been has. A, another good week of footy. To be fair, I'm gonna eat this whole block of jelly tip on the bus ride home. I do not recommend that because you will be sick. <laughs> Alrighty, thanks guys for Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Diggy, he got something to say. I like him brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Mm. Name is Fight Dog from the Zulu Nation. Told you in the jam that we could get down. Now let's knock the boots like the group H-Town. You got BBD all on your bedroom wall. But I'm above the rim and this is how I bore. A gritty little something on the New York street. This is how I represent over this here beat. Talking about you. Yo, I took you out. But sex was on my mind, pulled the whole damn route. My mind was in a frenzy in a horny state. But I couldn't drop dimes cause you couldn't relate. You couldn't relate. You couldn't relate. Stretch out your legs, let me make you fall. 
drive you insane, drive you up the wall. Staring at your dome piece, very strong. Stronger than pride, stronger than Teflon. Take it on the app and you buy me links. Now I want a pound of until it stinks. You could be my mama and I'll be your boy. Original road boy, never am I coy. You could be a shorty in my ill convoy. Not to come across as a thug or a hood. But hun, you got the goods like Madeline Wood. By the way, my name's Malik, the five foot freak. They say we get together by the end of the week. She simply said no, label me a. I said, how you figure? My friends tell me so. I hate when silly groupies wanna run the yacht. Word to God, hun, I don't get down like that. I'll have you weak in the knees that you can hardly speak. Or we could do like Uncle Ella swinging up in my Jeep. Keep it on the down, yo, we keep it discreet. See, I'm not the type of kid to have my biz in the streets. If my mom don't approve, then I'll just be low. Let me save the little man from inside the boat. Let me hit it from the back, girl, I won't catch a hernia. Off on your couch, now you got Siemens furniture. Shy, he fight for the extra P. Stacy Beetle, PJ, and my man LG. They know the ass track is really so on ice. The character is of man, never ever a mice. Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice. It has to do with lots of loving, and it ain't nothing nice. Yeah. Relax yourself, girl. Peace out, yeah. Relax yourself, girl. Peace out, yeah.